Retro breakdown. I, I think we're recording now. Well, we're definitely oh. recording, but I think we're recording stuff that I'm actually going to keep. Ah, okay. <laughs> so we were we were talking about how uh, how TikTok is just Vine, and they Twitter killed Vine, and no one really knows why. And 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 the world may never know. And then the yeah, you know, Vine was a thing, and then Vine wasn't a thing. And then TikTok was like, what if we made Vine a thing? And now TikTok is the most popular thing in the world. So literally, I, I saw I saw numbers. It it like passed like Facebook and Twitter and Google. Really? And, all of, and Alibaba and whatever, whatever other, whatever the other like top 10 sites by traffic actually are. Wow, that's crazy. It is. It is literally number one, or at least it was, you know, last month when I saw that, that article come out. Yeah. So that's crazy. Yeah. I don't think I've I've I mean, I've never downloaded it and I probably never will. But I've I've seen a video on TikTok because like people link it on Twitter sometimes. It's like, oh, hey, that's kind of funny. I am aware. Yeah, I've seen um, I've seen a bunch of TikTok videos because Jesse spends about three hours a day on it. <laughs> OK, there you go. And, uh, you know, ever like once in a while, I'll like watch over her shoulder or I'll, you know. Or she'll show me something on it, or someone will post a video onto uh, into Discord or on Twitter or something. So yeah. I, I see my fair share of them, and honestly, like the the form, some of the meme stuff that actually happens on it is like I don't get that or think it's funny. I don't even know what you mean. Like just I, people being sh- like crappy to each other, or no, no, no. I just I am I'm not talking about anything in in particular. There oh. are some, it's just like, you know how there's just like trends where like everyone's doing this type of video. Or oh, yeah, yeah. Everyone's like heard... doing this meme format or everyone's. Yeah, okay, okay. Oh, meme. I thought you said mean. No, like, no, no, meme. Being May May. Yeah, May May. M-E-M-E. M-E. The, the, the May May format. Yes. Um. Yeah, yeah no, there, no, there's I There's some I get things that. that happen that are just like, you know, the popular TikTok trend of the hour. And I'm just like, all right, yeah, I don't really get why that's a thing i don't think that's i mean i i, I enjoyed a, a good cup of laundry detergent from time to time <laughs> <laughs> oh man i suppose it's more of a shot but uh <laughs> now there was one um there's there's one uh like trend of like meme video where it's like you know, you you get up and you intend to like go do something productive, and then you like, and then you end up just doing something completely different. Sure, sure, yeah. Yeah, like you, you get you distracted, and you're like, "Whoops! I just binged this entire Netflix series or whatever." Yeah, but they they it's set up where it's like, it's like you get up and like I'm gonna go do the dishes, mm-hmm. and then you like slip or trip on something, and you're like, "Whoops! I slipped and accidentally like watched all of Attack on Titan." Ah, and okay, it has okay. like a and it has like a a whole dramatic 
like slow-mo and music thing. And they all use the same, it's always like the same song that plays while you're falling in slow motion. It just shows you like, this is going to sound stupid. Okay. But if they're more or less all the same, why is it interesting after like the second or third video? It's not. So how does it, how do I don't, I don't, maybe maybe I'm just totally out of touch with, with what, what people enjoy then. Well, you I don't, are, I don't, I don't, and yeah. so am I, which is why we have a podcast about games that people stopped talking <laughs> about decades ago. <laughs> but I mean, I recognize that and I'm okay with it. Yeah, I don't mind. I'm just, it's, it's kind of like, well, you've already seen the bit. <laughs> yeah, and it's just different permutations of the bit. It's like the the basic format is gonna go do something, gonna go do something productive whoops slipped and or tripped on something um you know this music this same music is now playing as i as you see me uh slowly like slow-mo fall into my couch with like a bowl of snacks or something and then turn on netflix okay sure or you know or play such and such game or like Whoops, I was going to eat a salad, but I tripped and went to McDonald's. Yeah, no, yeah, I, yep. And it's, it's, it is, it is always the same format of like, gonna do something good, tripped, did something bad. And that's the joke. And okay. it's the same one every time. And, you know, cause memes. Yeah, I mean, that's how memes work. But it's one of those things where, that's what I'm talking about, where it's like, there are some, there are some bits that I think are not really that funny. Sure. But at the same time, there is some content on TikTok that has been one thing that I think it's actually really, really good for is <clears throat> education, oddly enough. Oh, yeah. Hey, like like just a short video of something cool or interesting. Yeah, well, someone will just do a 60. Well, I guess you can do up to two minutes now. So, oh my God, eventually it's just going to be YouTube. Yeah, eventually it'll just be like, here's my 35 minute explainer video. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's just like people will just do a minute to two minute video. And it is literally just like, I'm going to explain this science thing. No, that's awesome. And that's really cool. And because it has to fit in that small of a time uh, of a time frame. It's like a, it's just like a really insightful little bit of information that's explained really concisely. God, maybe we shouldn't have three hour podcasts. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was around the time that the, the COVID vaccines were coming out. There were like a ton of videos coming the out just explaining, vaccines. explaining in, a, in an amusing way. Yeah. Like what the, how the vaccine actually works in your body. That's cool. It was like, and people will do it in like interesting and and unique uh, in unique ways. Where it's like, I the one that I remember is there was a guy who was doing like basically a skit, right? And mm-hmm. you know, you do the thing where it's like it's it's the guy playing all the characters, and there will be a little caption on the screen that comes up labeling who everybody is. Sure. Like this is this is your bo- this is the vaccine and this is the your body's immune system and this is covid and they all have these little captions on their body to label them. <laughs> right? And so it's like the vaccine goes up to the uh the vaccine goes up to your body's immune system 
and hands it like a piece of paper with like a little stick figure drawing. And it's like, yeah, you see this guy? He's got like forks for hands. Yeah. If you see, uh, if you see fork hands guy, you kill him, right? (laughs) Just, just get, just do it. Just (laughs) trust me on this. Like I'm, I'm here. I'm here with a warning. If you see fork hands guy, like, you know what to do. All right. Yeah. And then it's like vaccine dose two. It's like, Hey, remember me? I just wanted to come back and and remind you like, in case you forgot what he looked like, this fork hands guy, right? Like, okay, just make sure we're just making sure we're clear. I just wanted to remind you about that in case you forgot. And then the last bit is like, it's the same guy, but he's got his hand. He's got his arms like tucked into his sleeves and he's holding forks out of his sleeves. Right. And it's just labeled COVID. And the immune system is like, wait a minute. And he looks at the paper with the little stick figure fork hands guy. And sees the real four cans guy. And he's like, oh, and that's the whole video. Right, right. <laughs> so it's like, that's basically like a, you know, a dramatic recreation of like, this is how this is how the vaccine tells your body's immune system what to do with the with the virus. Yeah. So it's really good for like really simple explainer stuff like that. That is, you know, sort of that. That genre of, like, Bill Nye, like, science entertainment, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That's so cool. Been, it, I think it's really good for stuff like that. Um, the stuff that is just... The, the stuff that is just people trying to meme is not really for me. But I, I think the platform has decent content on it, despite, you know... Despite how exhausting it is to talk about, because it's just you know yeah it's 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 just not part of my life so it's it's foreign yeah it basically it's just it's exhausting to think to think about or talk about just because like i don't know it's just i feel like keeping up with every single new social media thing is just completely well it's 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 just not what you're interested in. And I think it's I also guess that's it. Like it's, it, it just, it wears me out. It's like, okay, I, I, it's the time that I really feel my age the most where it's like, okay, I guess this is what kids like now. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's important to, to remind ourselves that every generation or not even generation, just every group of people always has to go through this, this thing where it's like oh the previous generation is so dumb or whatever mm-hmm. it is i don't know why we do that as people but we literally do it about absolutely everything always yeah and it's 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 wise to keep an open mind and just be like hey maybe this isn't for me or i don't get this like you just because it's not how you did it it certainly doesn't mean it's uh like the wrong way yeah or it's not what you're interested in it doesn't make it bad I mean, I right, suppose right, there's right. always there's always exceptions to these rules, but or these ideas. Um, but just it's not something that I am super interested in keeping up with. But at the same time, I think it's kind of cool to see how uh, how it changes over time and what what is interesting or why it's interesting. Or, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think in a lot of ways, it. what it, what TikTok is doing is not pati- I mean, like we just said, it's basically Vine. It's just extended sure. Vine, but the same type of format of stuff. And there are 
creators on there that are genuinely good at what they're doing. Like they really know how to use that format. And there is the I think the UI of TikTok is really what drives it because it literally is just it's so streamlined in it's just in the way it is just like, yeah, you just scroll through and it's like. You know, you get like stuck on Wikipedia or YouTube because you just click after video after video after video and you just kind of keep going. Sure, sure. Yeah, I get that with Wikipedia for like definitely when I'm interested in a topic or yeah, and you just like that, you know, related topic, related topic, related, related article. And you just kind of like dive in further and further and you just kind of keep going. It gives you that kind of feeling, except that there's no like top UI it literally just scrolls you through videos like, you, oh, you don't you, pick, like you don't you have just to have like the video or... pop up on your phone. And then when you swipe away from that video, another video starts. Oh, really? OK, so, so it is just no... like a nonstop stream of content that you have Jesus. to like really consciously you have to like really consciously like like put effort into stopping. I didn't. I had, Yeah, I had no idea. That's what it was like. And, it, you know, they have a whole algorithm where it's like based on how long you spend on a video or how many or, you know, how long you spend on a video or which ones you interact with and stuff like that. I, it's you know constantly what? sort of refining your um, your algorithm, right, to give you stuff that you like better. I'm trying to think of where I just read this, but it was talking about the algorithm was one of the biggest features or that people liked about it because it was saying how the face or the Instagram algorithm is really stupid and it was like it kept showing them content that they were interested in four years ago and they couldn't they just couldn't get rid of it yeah yeah, whereas the the uh tiktok was way smarter in terms of like this person hasn't watched this content or cared about this for a long Mm -hmm. time so we won't show it anymore like right what they're interested in so yeah that must be a big part of what yeah it honestly does seem like the algorithm is it, it honestly seems like the algorithm is very very good um who owns it china oh oh okay so it's not it's not one of the uh like it's no not it isn't like it isn't one of the big uh, american tech companies i don't know if it's tencent oh that's right because there's all the worries about them taking and stealing data and how they how yeah it was, uh being utilized or something when the app first came out there was a whole big thing about everyone looking into the like terms and conditions and how the yeah. And how the the data gathering works and everyone was like, whoa, this is this is like invasive. a new level of intrusive. Yeah, this is like way more privacy invasion stuff than uh, than we've ever seen from an app before. Like Facebook Messenger is pretty bad in the way it data mines you. But this is like this is like beaming in like nonstop location data. Really? Like, I didn't look into exactly what it was, but I, I remember reading a lot of threads about, like, this is, like, a new level of holy shit. <laughs> like, data collection. Constant data collection. Like, more in more categories. Like, mm, I don't more, like more location gathering stuff. More of all of that. And I don't know if they ever did anything to, like, change that, because... I doubt it if they didn't, if they weren't forced to. And well, I feel there like was we a whole thing because a bunch, <laughs> a bunch of people on TikTok ruined a certain somebody's political rally. 
a couple years ago by reserving a bunch of tickets and then not showing up. Yeah. And um, they didn't like that. And then so all of a sudden, a certain somebody tried to uh, vindictively set the entire U.S. government on the uh, on the platform to uh, to punish them for letting their users organize. Mm, okay. To do a thing. So there was actually a whole thing where, you know, there was a thought that TikTok might actually have to shut down in the yeah. U.S. And then they, I think in response to that, they kind of split off into like a, a U.S. branch that would manage it. And I think they may have changed some of the terms and conditions. Mm, okay, that makes sense. But I didn't really follow up on that. So I don't I don't want to say that that happened for sure. I just right. know that there was like an avenue where that might have changed. Okay. Huh, interesting. Uh, so, um, what, what, what video games have you played this week? <laughs> um, aside from the one that we're going to talk about later, which is the big one, um, I, I spent a good, like, 15 hours in Retro Bowl because apparently last week's Jalico sports thing has me wanting to play sports games for some reason. Well, I mean, quality sports games make you want to play more quality sports games. Yeah, something like that. I would I would rearrange the use of the word quality, but mm. I don't know. You don't I, I, say you don't say back on it. Like, I actually <laughs> really think bases loaded three and four are actually legitimately good games. Yeah. Yeah. You, you liked those when, when we talked about it. You were I felt like you were fair. Yeah. Um. Well, then I shared like I did. We didn't really talk about it. I remember saying on the podcast last week that like the, uh, you know, the music in the uh, the music in all of these games is just kind of whatever. And then I shared you some of those oh, tracks God. from Bases Loaded 3, and I was like, what the hell? Yeah, yeah, they were good. Honest to God, like, actually fun to listen to uh, songs. I I ended the episode with one of them, but, like, the Bases Loaded 3 had, like, different... Um, it had, like, different music for different stadiums. There's, like, three different stadiums, and they all have different background music. Which is like way more difference in the in the uh, sound design and music design than any of the other any of the other games. It's usually <laughs> just like, yeah, this is the song for when you're batting and this is the song for when you're pitching. <laughs> and this is the song for if someone has like a runner in scoring position because it's like, hey, RBI chance. And it's like, OK, cool. I, I um, just love that 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 they were able to make something uh like they they were like you know what let's do it let's get some let's get some rad music going <laughs> yeah the guy that did the music for 3 like didn't he didn't even he doesn't even have like a long history as a composer he didn't even do that much else um afterwards he was mostly known for being like a sound effects guy but <laughs> That's, yeah, yeah like so the the music that i sent you for three was not stuff that I heard while I was actually playing the game. I was just kind of like clicking through some of the soundtracks and I was like, Oh yeah, this one could work. I guess that one's fine. And then you're like, Whoa, and then I heard, th I heard that one Chicago stadium theme. And I was like, Whoa, <laughs> well, this hold is, up. This that's is, really good. This is delightful. <laughs> so I ended up using that one. Cause that one was great. But yeah, I, uh, I, yeah, I thought it had been out for a while, but I guess actually it has just been it was just like announced a long time ago or something. 
But I read a review last week about Retro Bowl, which is supposed to be sort of a a Tecmo Super Bowl homage. Yeah. And someone was like, hey, it's, you know, if you pre-order it, it's coming out on Switch. If you pre-order, it's like 40% off, which makes it like $3. (laughs) And then I was like, I think I have like at least that much in gold points. For well, to, and if like, you just get and, it discounted for essentially free, I mean, and if you didn't, it would be okay. <laughs> it would be three dollars. Yeah. Right, yeah, I ended up spending like a dollar, but um, yeah, I picked that up and you know tried it out and just sort of played it idly the last couple of days, and then like every time that I picked it up, like three hours went by, and I was like, oh god. Oh, I see where we're at now. <laughs> yeah, right. Like this is, oh, it's going to be one of those kind of games. Yep. Yeah, because it's just really like it's it has that almost civilization like quality of like it's so easy to just pick up and do another turn. Yeah, because the games go really fast. You don't play defense in it and oh, okay. they're only like two minute quarters. So it takes like maybe five minutes to play a game. Oh, that's nice. And then it has, and then what really draws me in is it has an actual, like, it has an actual um, management aspect of it. Really? Where it's like you, you know, you hire the players and you hire the coaches and, you know, you make these little, you make these little decisions as you go through about like, you know, this player did this thing. Are you going to like, are you going to fine him and his morale will go down or are you going to just let it go? Are you just going to let it? go by so that his morale isn't bothered but then the rest of the team will be like will be mad about it because you know you're it you're giving like preferential treatment so right. it's like it's it's very simple but it's there that's cool so like you know all the all the there's a there's a progression aspect of it because the players can actually like you know they have their current rating and then they have their potential rating and they can level up as they as they play and Ooh, there's level ups, there's level ups. Well, and you sign give me them, up uh, when you level up, you can put a basically a point into one of like four stats. Oh, OK, and it, so cool. it's like it's there, but it and there is some depth to it, but it resists the temptation to get too complicated. Right, right. Like, yeah, it's no, it, very, very straightforward. It made me smile because I was like, oh, Dean. You should you should check this game out. I think you might enjoy it. And you're like, oh, hey, yeah, I've, I sorry. I've been really busy for the last 20 hours playing uh, the game you just talked about. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to I wanted to pull it up on uh, on my switch profile because I, I was hoping it would give me like how long I've played. Oh, but no, no you got to wait 10 days. Me, like yeah. instead of telling me how many hours I played, it was like first played one day ago. Yeah, it's after 10 days. Then it gives you your number of hours played. I, I don't don't ask me. It's. <sighs> It's Nintendo. Yeah. That's that's what it is. Whatever. I played it a lot. It was very fun. Um, I I don't know that I would say that I like recommend it because it feels like a game that's for me. But like, you know, I was I was ready to buy it. And then I saw that there was it's only single player. And I was like, oh, oh, I was hoping for like a little little co-op action. Yeah, because they literally just did not design a way to play defense. Defense is literally just like a text simulation. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 that's not what the game's about. <laughs> but the uh, the offense is actually kind of fun because you actually. OK, so it reminds me of something extremely specific. OK, so you remember Brain Age on the DS, right? Yeah. 
Okay, so you remember how there were a bunch of copycat games of Brain Age? Because Brain Age actually yes. was really popular. It was popular, yeah. And one of them, I don't know if I don't know if you remember this or ever saw it, but one of those games was a like a vision test game. Mm -mm. Um, God, I'm like I'm trying I have to remember. No idea. What it, maybe if I what it was. Uh, yeah, if you can get like the name, focus, then maybe I'll know. Flash Focus. Nope. Flash Focus. So Jesse had this game. Yeah, and I played it a bunch. I'm. I am sending you the box art. Okay. Maybe you have maybe you have seen it in like a store or something. Oh yeah, yeah, yes, definitely. Okay. So yeah, she had that. And one of the things that you do in that game is like they have like sports um they have like sports focus games where you can kind of like you kind of like move Oh yeah, and I can see like, I can see the football game right on the cover and, yeah. and uh, ping pong. It actually reminds me of a soccer game because uh -huh, the okay. soccer game is basically like you have to make a pass, right? Yeah. And there's like different people. There's you know your uh, teammate is moving at a particular speed at a particular angle, and then there's defenders moving at their particular speed and their particular angle, and you basically have to like use your sort of kinetic vision to kind of like pinpoint when is the player going to be open and okay. kind of like, you know, pass it in that direction with that timing yeah. to get it like through the other two guys to your, to your teammate and like make the pass successfully. Yeah, that makes sense. So the offense is basically like that because you just use the left stick to like point a cursor on the okay. screen and you know, your guys just kind of run on their patterns and you just kind of like pinpoint where the ball is going to go and try to like lead them to wherever they're going to be. And that's basically the whole game. <laughs> really? Like the players actually run automatically. So it is like, like the thing that you take the most oh. direct, um, the thing that you take the most direct control of is passing. You can kind of like, there's a, there's a, you can use the right stick to do like a juke, but the juke really just kind of like momentarily moves you like up or down and you can't really like avoid tackles or anything. Sure. Um, which in a way is kind of a good idea because I don't know how much Tecmo Super Bowl you ever played, but like <laughs> once you know how to like get that zigzag pattern down just right, <laughs> yeah. like the game becomes kind of a joke. <laughs> Because, like, just no one can tackle you anymore. So I, I feel like they kind of designed it in such a way as to, like, kind of keep that style. Yeah, that wasn't an accident. not let you cheese it out to the point that it's completely pointless. Right. That being said, um, I played enough of it where I can now cheese it out to the point where it's completely pointless. <laughs> Oops. Because they're, like... None of the uh, none of the defenders know how to, like, cover a deep passing route. OK, so like a very large percentage of the time I can essentially just like throw it over their heads and then just, you know, I just That's wait it. until I just wait until the receiver is running in a straight line and then I wait and throw the ball like right around the time that they're at the same point. 
Yeah. Because after that, my receiver will run faster than the defender. And it's <laughs> okay. just like, okay, he's going to be there and the defender will be behind him. And then he's just going to run in a straight line until he scores. <laughs> so I, I, I have since the game launched, I want to say two days ago. Um, yeah, it was. Yeah, that sounds right. Like I've won. I think it was like, the 10th. Yeah. I won like four championships. Oh, wow. Look at this guy. And am now at a point where I'm playing at the highest difficulty and I've won like 35 games in a row. And I'm like, OK, I may I I may be done with this now. Well, yeah, but you got your you got your three dollars worth. Oh, I absolutely got my three dollars worth. No question. It was it was good fun. That's um, awesome. Friday, Friday, it may or may not have kept have, have kept me up until like daybreak. <laughs> That is the best feeling of a I video don't game. like it. I don't like staying up all night playing games. Well, no, I don't I mean like, that. Because then the sun comes out and I'm like, oh, God, I've just ruined the next day. Oh, no way, man. It's it's such a fun feeling when you when you get so engrossed in something because it's it's a it's a rare it's it's it doesn't happen that often. So it's kind of like a wow. I can't believe this game has captured my attention that well where i don't care about anything else i just want to play this and as long as you don't you know do it all the time then i think it's cool because then it's 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 a testament to how how much that game is connecting with what you like about games that's a good way of looking at it and it's probably a healthier way of looking at it i just always like it just always hits me in the in the sense of like especially when it's something like this where it's repetitive sure um you know, I always look at it like, man, I could have I could have put that time into something that has like an actual end point to get to. I like guess that story or something. I don't know. It's 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 this weird thing that I always do to myself where it's like I my leisure time must be productive. Yeah. <laughs> Which it no, that's that's dumb. Don't don't do yeah, that. Don't to do yourself. that to yourself. Yeah, exactly. But, but, but I mean, you know, I, I understand what you're saying. That aside, of... I had a I had a good time with it. I am at cool. like it does have like in-game achievements. Mm, OK. And I do feel like maybe I will just I'm at like 85 percent with them now. So I'm like, maybe I'll just finish them. Oh, my. But I don't know. The rest of them are like <laughs> there is one that is like um, like win the championship without any star players. Oh, that sounds hard, especially to, can you change your difficulty? Like, would it be harder for you to do now that you've achieved the highest difficulty? Or can you like go backwards? I don't know. I could probably set it, I guess. They have, um, they do have a uh, dynamic difficulty. Where, okay. Which isn't as complex as it sounds. It basically starts you on easy and goes up when you win and goes down when you lose. Yeah, it's sort of, that makes sense. Yeah. But it's been, uh. It seems that the highest level is 16 because I keep winning like 50 to like I keep winning like 50 to 14 and it hasn't gone up. So I'm assuming that's the maximum. It sounds like this could have benefited from a mercy killing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's it is a it is a very fun little like time sink game to just, you know, to spend some time in. It, it has some depth, but not too much where it's confusing. Right. And it, you know, it feels good to it feels good to just do the things in that game. You know, you you 
you know, you draft or scout a player that, uh, that plays really well. And it's like, once he starts lighting it up in the game and it makes it way easier for you to win. It's just like, yeah, I did that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. This is happening like, oh, because yeah. I found him. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> so it's like, I don't know. I, I really, I'm the type of person where, um, so I will still go back to Tecmo Super Bowl every once in a while because they do. I think we've talked about this on the podcast before. There is a, there's a ROM mm-hmm. hacking group that, um, they have their, their, their Tecmo Super Bowl. <laughs> no, that, well, yes, they, uh, they hack the game every year and put in new rosters to reflect like real yeah, world rosters. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's, uh, I think that's freaking awesome. <laughs> like, what a what a what a cool thing to do. Yeah, so I like so it's like you want to keep playing this game but you don't want to play it with, you know, rosters full of people that retired 30 years ago. Yeah. So, yeah. well and and then there's no change at all, which is that's kind of sad. There is actually there's a different um there's a different like fairly ambitious um uh hack to it that actually changes some of the uh it actually changes some of the game mechanics pretty significantly really um it's actually really cool it's stuff like um it's stuff like having the offensive and defensive linemen have like a their uh, their strength is now measured like i don't know if you how often you played tecmo bowl but it's mostly it's just a, it's like it's been a very very long time you know, like the general the general way that things work in that game is like the you know players get tied up and they just do that kind of hug. Yeah, yeah. And they're just kind of like, <laughs> you know, you can't see me, but I'm doing the thing where it's just kind of like they're kind of just like shoulder shrugging around a little bit. <laughs> yep, yep. And then eventually one of them just like bounces away. <laughs> yeah. So they change that mechanic. Where it's like instead of the instead of the like test of strength, so to speak, just being something as simple as just being something as simple as like just standing there in your hug until until like someone wins. There's actually like a push and pull mechanic to it now. Oh, okay. Which is really cool. Yeah. Um, So there's stuff like that. There's like enhancements to like the way AI works. Um, and stuff like that, but that's like a different hack than the, uh, than the yearly like roster hack. Yeah. So you can actually get either version of it. You can get like the updated roster, but basically like classic game. Right. Right. Or you can get like the, you know, the updated roster with updated mechanics. That's so cool. But either way, they have at least hacked it to the point where like when that game came out, there were 28 NFL teams and now there are now there are 32 and the playoff and like the playoff system works differently and the divisions are different and they like, Oh just, man, they changed that kind of they stuff. They changed all of that. The art for wow. like the, the helmets and everything. Yeah. They like redid all the pixel art for the helmets and the logos and everything. That's cool. But I'm, so I will fall in for a couple of weeks, basically every year and I'll download that year's uh Tecmo Super Bowl. And I will play it on coach simulation. Okay. How does that, what is that? It is literally just like you call the, you call the offensive and defensive plays and then you don't play. 
Oh, that's awesome. You uh you just yeah, you it's, just it's, like let the AI you just let the AI sim go. That sounds fun. So it kind of makes it so that you you know, it makes it more of a of a strategy game where you're kind of figuring out which plays work and which which plays don't. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and you can't do any of the dumb cheese that makes the game completely pointless. Right, right. That's cool. So, like, I will do that every once in a while and actually have a good time with it. And this kind of hits that itch because it puts more effort. In, like, Tecmo Super Bowl is meant to be a, an arcade-style football game. It's not yes, meant to it's, be... Yes, it's not a simulation It's not meant reality. to be a simulation. <laughs> it, is, it is definitely not. And Retro Bowl isn't really intended to be a simulation either, but it is more so. It is closer to being a simulation than original Tecmo Super Bowl and mm-hmm. puts more into that aspect of it. Even though it's very simple, very surface level, but that also makes it really accessible. So... For three dollars, or I think like five or six now, um, yeah, good time. Have That's, fun with I, it. I I love the, there's so getting getting so engrossed in a video game where you stay up forever and you're like, oh my god, what time is it? That that is exciting. It's also exciting when you purchase something and you you think, wow, this is some value for money. And sometimes yeah. it's because, <laughs> like, I I when when uh, Terraria came out, Steam had a accidental sale where somebody flipped a switch and instead of it being 10% off it was 90% off oh, so boy. I got Terraria for like a buck I, I, it's actually kind of funny because when I saw it uh, Kyle was like dude you should buy it. I was like yeah I don't know it's a dollar I don't really think I want to play it. and he was like Tom it's a dollar what's wrong with you <laughs> and I was like yeah well, yeah you're right and since then I've put in like you know 500 hours into Terraria so it's like wow that was a that was a valuable dollar and uh, one of my friends wanted to uh, play it so I bought it for them and I figured, okay, this is this is how I'm paying back the company by actually spending the appropriate amount of money on your video game. <laughs> yeah. I uh I get that. They're doing all right though, I think. Oh no, no, I know, I know. It's not like I was it was more of just a hey, I'll yeah, no, buy it's, this for it's, you because it's fun. It's not because yeah, I actually like, felt guilty or something. It's it's the personal thing where it's like, I you know, I want to pay you back for giving me a good time. Yeah, and in and, and reality, all it was is I wanted to it was going to make the other person smile, but it was sort of just like a, in my head, it was like a little joke. Like, oh yeah, here you go. Now, now you're getting the, 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 uh, the correct amount. And it was cool when, the, when it happened. Cause they announced the thing like, Hey, uh, we accidentally sold a whole bunch of games at the wrong price. Cause it was yeah. right after the game came out and they're like, but that's okay. You know, your, your, your win is it's fine. Yeah. And I thought that was awesome that they didn't, they didn't get upset or complain or like there was no. I mean, I'm sure I, I, I'm sure there was a moment of what the fuck. <laughs> and yeah, then if this happened with Hades, too, did it really? Back. Yeah, I when didn't hear about that, that. when what, it was on the Epic happened? store. Um, there was a there was a whole thing in the early in the early age of the Epic store. They had a whole thing where they were doing. Uh, this was back when they were just like grabbing up every exclusive and just giving stuff away for free. One of their big early sales on the platform was like a it was like take it was like everything's half off or take like ten dollars off of every game or something like that so it was like oh cool you can get hades for like ten dollars or fifteen dollars or something like that and um and they took that out of their own pocket it's not like they were like cutting into the profits for the uh it's not like they were cutting into the profits for the uh developers they still pay the developers the full 
you know, the full amount. But uh, Supergiant came out and were like, yeah, we didn't approve this. And we don't want people like we don't want people thinking that this game costs ten dollars. Like we have a very deliberate pricing structure and we did not want this to happen. So I guess what we're going to have to do now is raise our price because we were going to do that anyway once we got further along into early access. But now Epic has kind of forced our hand. Whoops. <laughs> so it's, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, we're not mad at you for buying the game on sale. It's a great deal. We just like we don't want people to devalue our games. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I, I'm, I'm sure you noticed, but I my connection. I disconnected for like two minutes there. <laughs> I literally didn't notice because oh my I was God. talking too much, <laughs> which is probably a sign that I should talk less. You were just talking to <laughs> oh, so well, hey, good, it worked out perfectly then, exactly as planned. <laughs> Do you want to answer a mail question? <laughs> yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> this way, this way, you can talk for a while. <laughs> I don't. I don't mind it. it this is this is fine. Um. <laughs> anyway, the TLDR is that uh, Epic uh, Epic had a sale where they put like Hades ten dollars off, and then Supergiant was like, "That's cool and all, but we didn't really approve that, and we don't want people thinking that Ep- that Hades cost this amount, so we mm. have to raise the price now." Which oh, we wow. were going to do anyway. It's not Epic's fault. This was something we were going to do later on in early access, but now our hand is forced. So gotcha. Okay. So yeah, that was a whole that was a whole thing like on the on the sense of like accidental sales, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's well. That's that seems really weird. That I guess they have control over how the sales. It sounds like then Epic Games has more control over the pricing of things whereas steam is completely hands-off is my understanding when it comes to yeah like epic was trying to it was in the era where epic was trying to just get people to use the egs right and they yeah. were doing that by just giving people stuff for free yeah don't they still have monthly free games or something like that they do and some of them are quite good oh really um yeah i've gotten a bunch of like they give away control dude oh neat did did you enjoy it i didn't play it but i got it oh okay I may play it at some point, <laughs> but like, I know it's really good. So I was yeah, like, that's, yeah, that's what that I'd like to play, for, you know, play at a random later date. Yeah. But yeah, they just, they basically just put everything on the sale at like, you know, $10 off or, or half off or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they didn't take that money away from the developers. They still gave the developers their full cut. So they just kind of ate the cost themselves. Yeah. So it was mostly fine for everybody, but like Supergiant was like, we're very deliberate in the way that we in the way that we price our games. And like, we don't want people thinking that our game costs this little when Mm -hmm. it's still in early access, because then people are going to get upset when it comes out and it's like 30. Yeah, that makes sense. So like this was really kind of not cool of you to do epic, but okay. (laughs) Epic's like, lol, who cares? <laughs> they really don't care. They're still printing Fortnite bucks, so. <laughs> Their response was, oh, all right, whatever. Yeah, You, you charge more, we just make more was. money. <laughs> charge as much as you want. We're, we'll just, we get a percentage of the cut. <laughs> yeah, they really, yeah. 
Anyway, Paperboy music. We're 45 minutes in, and I'm going to ask this damn question. Swoggles would like to know, what is what would be the game you would want to add a single gunblade to? Oh, God, none. Ever. I don't don't ever want to see a gunblade ever again. I thought you liked FF8. No, Final Fantasy, I, I really dislike Final Fantasy. I think it's funny. Like, it's a game that I think is kind of fun to rag on. <laughs> I, I have... Uh, I like FF8 because I like the Squall is Dead theory. Because, like, oh, hey, now this story's interesting. That's fair. Um... Swoggles does point out that if you added a gunblade to Zombies Ate My Neighbors, it might be possible to actually beat that game. God, that game is so freaking hard. Uh, is, didn't they release it? Uh, isn't there like a, a a new, like you know, an old like a collection or not a collection, but like a remaster or something like that? Probably. That came out. I remember. They, I remember it hearing seemed about like that. exactly the type of game that would have that, but I don't know. I, I loved. I I mean, I'll admit, I played a lot of Zombies Ate My Neighbors. I did too. It's, it's so much. Cool I played, in fact, so much of that game that I hate it. Oh no! <laughs> like, really? Like, I really? I played so much of it, and it is a game that I was never actually really able to beat, no matter yeah. how much I, no matter how much time I put into it, because it right. is just fundamentally broken. Yes, correct. Um, in the sense that, like, all of your weapons are limited, and most of them are useless. Yep. So Thanks. you get to a you get to you know a certain you get to a certain point later in the game and you start having to fight bosses in every stage and you eventually start running out of useful you start running out of uh, of useful places to to use that after grinding up like weapons and equipment and RNG dropped stuff for like. 45 stages mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh and then you still just run out of stuff on you know stage 43 <laughs> and then it's just like okay do that again and i'm like no Ma- uh, my like, friend they give you a password a so you can just you, they give you passwords so you can just start from that point but the password is meaningless because if you use the password you start with 150 squirt gun shots and the squirt gun does no damage so you will just go and you will use your squirt gun shots and then you will run out of those because they're not enough to kill anything that actually <laughs> matters. And then uh, I... and then you just die. You, you just have no weapons left and you just kind of the only thing you can do is just walk around and just and just wait to die. And in some cases, the enemies are gone. So you can't even do that much. <laughs> I don't remember how far I ever got in that game. It wasn't, it was probably only at the most level 20 or something like that. Like, uh, I don't, I, we just kind of messed around. It was again, it was sort of like hardcore, right? Where if we died, it was like, oh, that's, that's enough of that game for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oddly enough, you know who played even more of Zombies Ate My Neighbors than I did? Jesse? my parents oh okay like they would actually go through and play the entire game and grind up and grind up all of the health packs and the potions and the weapons and all of that stuff badass they they got really good at it but they never beat it none of us could none of us ever did and that says a lot it it like 
just hours and hours and hours and hours of time just put into that game and just never got there. It is, it's so long and it is so easy to game over and it is just busted because all of the weapons and things drop on an RNG table. Yep. So you can't actually control whether or not you even get the things that you need to get to make any progress in that game. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So you can I... play for like, you can basically, in effect, you can play that game for like three hours and get like, you know, 30, 40 stages into it and then be essentially softlocked by yeah, design. Absolutely. Because by, the game just yes. doesn't give you what you need. Yeah, that's that's pretty it's pretty dumb. So like I would absolutely play a version of that game where that aspect is fixed. I would go back and play a remaster where it's like, oh yeah, it's not so much of an RNG random loot grind fest anymore. I'm going to guess the, the remaster completed. is is exactly the same as the original with like slightly cleaned up line work or something. Like the, yeah, like the Chrono Cross remaster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You realize we've talked for 50 minutes on this podcast and haven't actually addressed the Nintendo Direct one time. Nope. Nope, we have not. You know, and I, I, there were some pretty sweet reveals in that. I mean, we can, uh, well, I I think think we've established the, uh, the, the correct answer to where would you add a gunblade is nowhere. (laughs) I will say about the gunblade at the very least, it is one of the more enjoyable things to come out of final fantasy eight because it was just so silly. Um, and, and maybe it would be fun in some kind of first person shooter where it was like, you know, one of those like melee slash gun type of things where you don't switch weapons. You just shoot them with your gun or with your sword. It's, maybe it'd be can, I mean, fun in that. I don't know. Can we just appreciate that <laughs> the gunblade is just the Mario RPG timed hit? <laughs> That's the only reason that it's a gunblade is because they wanted to do a timed hit thing where it's like, yeah, okay, so if you uh, if you press the button at the right time, you do extra damage. <laughs> like, yeah, that's the only reason that the gunblade even exists in the first place is to is to have a reason for that mechanic. Because <laughs> yeah. it's like slash shoot. It's also let's be I mean, this is coming from the guy that, you know, made made the keyblade. So that is true. He might just really think it's a good idea. There, there, there is a possibility of that. That is true. I, I do forget sometimes about uh, Nomura's involvement with that era of uh, Sora. Of Sora design. was supposed to have a chainsaw originally, so I mean, I'm not was he sure. Really? Yeah, but Disney was like, "No, you're not. You no, <laughs> you are not chainsawing Mickey. Like that's not happening." <laughs> I can only imagine that conversation where they suggested it and somebody at Disney was just like, you, that's funny. It's like, oh, no, I'm serious. Like, well, that's definitely not happening. Yeah, sir. we're not doing that. Thank you. <laughs> like, that must have been a that must have been a fun meeting. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to look up a. Uh, I'm going to look up a quick recap of Nintendo Direct things and we're going to lightning around this. OK, first thoughts go kind of thing. <laughs> Yeah, and just like we're we're spending, we're gonna spend like less than a minute on each thing. Sure. 
<laughs> you should Damn, get the timer up order. too. I want the I want the things that are announced in order. In order is that is that like a website? There has to be a Nintendo Direct website that's like, here's all the things I predicted, <laughs> and maybe they'd have it in order. Ah, uh, this is close enough. All right, so there's new Fire Emblem Warriors. It's uh, it's based on the Three Houses universe. Um, I think that's cool. Uh, the first Fire Emblem Warriors is all right. I like the world of Three Houses, so I'm kind of cool with that. I want to see that they have learned from the first game and are not just rehashing it with new characters. Sure, yeah. Like, if it is a better Musou game than Fire Emblem Warriors, I might play it. Yeah, I I played um, Fire Emblem Warriors, and I beat it. And I, I'm not a huge Fire Emblem fan, so that playing as a certain character didn't much matter to me. Sure. Uh, and when I saw the announcement, we've already talked for more than a minute. I was, <laughs> I was fine. like, hey, this is cool. I'm excited. Um, but then I was like, well, I don't know if I'm actually excited or if I just like Nintendo Directs. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It was like the first thing that they announced, too, so... Yeah, it was like, oh, cool. It's new. We're doing it. <laughs> uh, this isn't in order at all because this is that was the first thing. And now this is the last thing. But Perfect. I've decided that screw it. Like, yep. this is the order that it's in on this website. Hey, so, hey, we're doing it live. Yeah. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Cool. Very cool. Um, I liked one a lot. I didn't play two. I played X a little bit, but that's kind of like a Monster Hunter style spinoff. Yes. Um, oh, is it? Yeah, it's it's huh. it's definitely like a mission based hunter type thing. And I didn't okay. really understand that format of game when I played it. So I didn't like it that much, but I might like it now. But I'm not going to go back and play it now. So I don't really care. Yeah. But uh, two, I'm actually kind of motivated to play because. Heck yeah. I really want to play one a lot. I have <laughs> I have gotten like 60 percent of the way through one three times. Or twice, I it, guess. It really lags in the middle, and it's a lot of it is because those, like, if you're like me and you like to do, like, fetch questy, like, side missions, yeah, I want, stuff, oh, like, I just, like, I gotta do it all, baby. But it's so bad for that. Like, it the is. only reason I ever finished it is because I just decided to stop doing those. Wow, you're, you're, you have a strong conviction because it it's, would be really hard for me to do that. It was really hard. But, like, some of them are just, like, go to this location a hundred times and this rare item will show up one of those times. And it's like, boy, that sucks. Yeah, that Don't sucks. like that at all. So, yeah, that's cool. I will try to, uh, it look, it's coming out in September, so I guess I've got, like, seven months to start and finish Xenoblade Chronicles 2. You better Probably start. happen. I was going to say, you better start actually tomorrow. No, no, no memes. If you're only playing it, if you're, oh, wait, 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 are you playing on streaming it or just, uh, I probably, being a casual enjoyer? I don't know. Kit, please. Oh, Kit. Hey. She's like, yeah, you better start playing. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. If that I stream like it, we're 700 hours. not finishing before September, but I don't know <laughs> yeah, if I'll stream it. <laughs> My understanding um, is that game is ridiculously long. Yeah, the one was pretty long, although it's less long if you don't do all of the side content. So I don't know. Hmm. I guess that's a little unsurprising. Uh, Mario Kart gets new tracks. Cool. All right. I think that's so. My favorite part of that is they just bundled it in with the the Nintendo Online stuff, just adding. Oh yeah. So it's now actually like closer to not being a complete waste of money. So for I like I'm happy playing for it. I don't care, especially because I'm sharing it with uh my family. So it's. It's actually a great value already if you if you play the Animal Crossing DLC. 
That's true. I, I, I always forget that the Animal Crossing DLC is is bundled in with it because that's it's not like something, not something that I would use in it. Yeah. So I always look at it as like, oh, it's $30 for a bunch of games I already own on other platforms. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I know why a lot of people don't care for it. Um, but I think if you look at it as I honestly believe they have their pricing is entirely around the family plan because they know you can just share it with anyone. And so they're like, yeah, they they that that's just kind of thought of as they're doing it, I want to say, just because otherwise, why is it such a good deal where like if you were to split that between eight people and sure. then you had each person give you money, it's it's like what? It's How much like, is it even like? ten dollars six dollars or something yeah so it's i i want to say that's actually how it's priced around is sharing it with other people well and it Um, does raise an interesting it does raise an interesting specter of like a future where they just keep adding dlc to games to this subscription service yeah yeah or or like that is a thing that they're looking to actually like try doing that could be really cool yeah, especially um, if it's gonna like the tracks, like that's I think that's a perfect example of how to use that type of service. Yeah. Where where it's this is stuff that would I p- buy this on my own? Nah, probably not, but because I don't actually own Mario Kart on on the Switch because I have I had it on the Wii U and I didn't really feel like playing it again. But because they're adding these tracks and because I'll get the tracks automatically, Lachis and I were talking about buying it before, and I was like, oh well, maybe we should just do it. Like maybe we should just go ahead and pick this up and play it. Yeah. Um, so it's it's really smart on Nintendo's part if they get more people to buy the game yeah. or more people to sign up for their subscription. It's a win-win for them at minimal cost because my understanding is that the tracks are all based around the, for the most part, they're based around the mobile version of the tracks. Like, because, you know, the mobile version has the online or it has like the old tracks as part of their courses. So yeah. they've already kind of, you know... um uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like brought them to the current year, so to speak, on phones. Yeah, and I'm I'm gonna guess that it's gonna be similar to, uh, similar for this where they use those those versions of the tracks to bring them to the switch and stuff. That makes Just, sense. But I don't know that, that that I thought that was cool, and it sets a good precedent for what we had talked about when they first announced the service. That hey, yeah, we we. We're going to be using it like this where we'll just add stuff to it over time. Yeah, we'll just continue to add value to it. And then eventually they'll pull the Amazon Prime and be like, by the way, it's 20 more dollars because we're adding GameCube games. Right. <laughs> or Game Boy games or whatever. Uh, Mario Strikers. Uh, hey, it's you know what? It's kind of soccer, but it's kind of not. It, yeah, that is arcade. I mean, it's it's. I think it's less soccer than Mario Golf is golf. Yeah. I mean, um, they, the, the direct itself literally just calls it a soccer like game. <laughs> yeah. So that, like, that's... it has the features of soccer, but like, it's really going off doing its own thing. That's cool. Yeah. Like I like Mario sports games. That'll be fun. Yeah. I, I, that is what I'm looking forward to. Don't know if I'll buy it much like golf, but I'm looking forward right. to it being released anyways, just cause it's cool. Yeah. Uh, Chrono Cross Remaster. We talked about this before. It's real. It's happening. And they're adding Radical Dreamers to it. Okay. So I was excited when I saw I was like, oh, that's cool. I, I'll, I'll probably buy this again because I'm a sucker. And then they said, then I saw the Radical Dreamers thing. I was like, oh, yeah, now I definitely want to play it. I've, I never actually have played Radical Dreamers. I've read like a synopsis and everything, but I've never played it. I played myself. a fan translation of it years ago. It's, uh-huh. I mean, it's a text adventure. It was yeah, I like originally text only available on the Satellaview. What? I was going to say, yeah. And uh, it's it's cool. 
it's a it's a it's a fun little it's a fun little text adventure if you and it kind of like it kind of works as like a it's more of a chrono cross side story than a chrono trigger side story when it's like an alternate universe thing right yeah because it's not it ended up not being the basis for chrono cross right in a way there's definitely like you can definitely tell that they had it in mind when they made chrono cross so sure it's it's interesting to see from that perspective it's kind of the it's kind of giving you that feeling of like what could have been like That's they cool. really continued on that and like some of the um some of the music from Chrono Cross is actually from that game. Oh, really? Yeah, you like Oh, like the, hear, the like, uh you actually um, hear like 16-bit renditions of like the Frozen Flame and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. Well, and then the I I was the Radical Dreamers like the you know the guitar riff was that from the game? I don't think so. There's okay. there's only like a couple tracks in it, but like I think most, if not all, of the tracks in uh, in Radical Dreamers you'll recognize from Chrono Cross. <laughs> that's cool. So uh, that's one I'm I'm excited for that. That's a I, again. Don't know if it's a day one purchase or anything because I've sort of played Chrono Cross a lot. Though <laughs> in the direct, yeah. there was a part where it said like, "Oh, upgraded soundtrack," and I was like, "Don't you touch my soundtrack." <laughs> I mean, it's it's interesting to call it upgraded considering it's like widely lauded as one of the best soundtracks of anything <laughs> yeah that's that's what made me but, laugh i was like oh don't 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 change anything you use but <sighs> it is redone by mitsuda himself right 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 no so i i know like, it's it's not it's not actually like bad or anything it just made me laugh it thinking could about be it. no it, no nope. I, I have high mm-hmm. hopes i i'm hoping it's basically just like you know it's more just like this is what Mitsuda wanted it to sound like in the first place. This right. is his original vision, but he did he couldn't do like a fully orchestrated thing before. So this is what he would have wanted it to sound sound like if it wasn't all just in MIDI. <laughs> yeah. Uh Nintendo Switch Sports. Heck yeah. That's cool. I, I when I saw it, I was like, oh, this is cool. I'm excited. I don't think Dean's gonna care because it's motion controls. <laughs> No, like the like Wii Sports is like the one motion control game that I've ever actually like truly enjoyed. Really? And it's because like the the motions actually make sense, but only yeah. in certain ones. Some of them it's still frustrating. <laughs> but like I really like the frisbee one in Wii Sports Resort. Yeah. And like bowling is fun and you know, if you get it just right, then uh like tennis can be fun. Um volleyball looks like it could be interesting. So, yeah, no, that um, that looks um, that looks fun. That's, I, I wouldn't I'm have guessed excited that. about that. I would. I that's that's a surprise to me. Uh, Triangle Strategy is coming out, and it's got a free demo that is going to carry over to the full game. So I'm going to start streaming that. I, I you know I have it downloaded as well. I haven't decided if I'm playing it or not, but uh, I'm going to play the real game when it comes out for sure. Yeah. I usually don't do the whole like pre-release demo thing. No, you don't. Yeah. Almost always there is some sort of thing where it's like, oh, well, if you played the if you played the demo before the full game came out, then you didn't get access to these things. There's always something that's like missing from the game. Oh, it's like added in in a later patch or something that's broken or it's like, oh, hey, you might lose your save data after all. If you if you played it early. 
Like, I, I feel did. like every single time that happens, there's something like that where it's like, yeah, you should have just waited. Yeah. But I'm excited for this game, so I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to play it, and we'll see. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited for the game just because the uh, I ended up just adoring Octopath Traveler, so... Mm-hmm. I would be surprised if this is not going to follow in that same in those same footsteps of being like, hey, this is rad. Yeah, and speaking of uh, speaking of that style, the the HD two D, uh, they're hey doing live alive, live alive. So this is one of the very first games that I ever played on an emulator. Now I didn't beat it, um, but it, it falls into the maybe not very first game. That's not that's not true. But it's like the first game that I maybe maybe uh, I want to say it's the first game that I played that had like a fan translation. Mm. Um, because I, I, my Kyle was like, dude, you gotta, you gotta check this game out. It's supposed to be amazing. I was like, oh, cool. So I, I downloaded it and, um, and played it for a few hours. I was like, this is really cool. And then uh, I just never went back to it yeah. for whatever reason. It so happens. that when, when they announced that, I was so excited. I couldn't believe that that was, that that's happening. I still kind of can't, to be honest, like what the hell? Yeah, that's a deep cut. Like, I don't even like they really pulled that one out because I they showed a bunch of it. And I was just like, oh, man, I don't know. I don't even know what that is until they <laughs> until they did the title drop. And I'm like, oh, I've seen that on emulation sites. I Square didn't realize was like, it was an RPG. Square's like, man, we don't know how to make games, but we used to. Yeah. So let's just release all of our old stuff. That'll work. <laughs> um. Speaking of which, uh, Front Mission and Front Mission 2 remake. Yep. Let's go. Heck yeah, dude. That I, played was, I think that was the singular thing that I got the most excited about the entire Direct. <laughs> that um, was so cool when they are like, the way, the, uh, the, they're the called Vonzers. The, the Vonzers, yeah, thank you. I was like, I know they're not, it's, it's not. It's, it, it's spelled Wanzer, but yeah, like, it's, I, yeah, yeah. but it's German, so it's so Vonzer. Uh, I remember playing a bit of three and then there was the DS. Um, was it, was it the remake of the super Nintendo one? So the first one probably I say, I cause know. I played a lot of that, but I never finished it. So that, that was really cool. And they're like, and the second one's coming out too, even more. Yeah. <laughs> but later, but so I'm, I'm very, I'm very excited for that. I played, I also played a fan translated version of front mission years ago. And that was one of the first, uh, that was one of the first, um, fan translated games that I played. That's cool. So, and that's, that's a very, very fun. I'm not really into mechs, but that's a very fun, like tactical strategy game. So I'm pretty excited about that. Not into mechs. I'm really not. I mean, mechs are pretty cool though. They are. I they're, they're just cool. not like I just don't care. <laughs> oh man, that's that's sad. They're they're so fun and so anime. <laughs> they are. They're just not the type of anime that I really go for. <laughs> Except Thirteen Sentinels, but that like the mechs in that were like tertiary. Okay, okay. So what I'm hearing is is <clears throat> my stance on mechs is I don't like them, but I like them in these settings. I can't like they're not a deal breaker. No. But if the if okay, everything okay. else around the mechs is interesting, I will tolerate them. Well, I think that's a fair I think that's fair in pretty much any scenario, right? Like if you really love magic and stuff, but everything around the magic sucks, then Yeah. That's it's no fun. It's like um it's like survival horror. It's like I'm not really into survival horror, but like I played Resident Evil 4 and liked it because that was a really, really good game. And I Man, put up with the survival horror. That was a good game. Yeah, no, I, I completely get it. I'm not being serious. I don't I don't care if you like mechs or not. 
Oh. I, uh, I am... Splatoon three has got salmon run. That's good. Good for Splatoon. I don't. I don't. I don't. I actually missed the Splatoon thing. It's. It was a really weird trailer with really dissonant music, but the the TLDR of it is basically it's getting the salmon run mode back, which, as I understand it, is basically sort of like a co-op raid type of thing. Oh, okay. Um, that would they would put out one like every month or every two months or something like that, and it was just like a it was just like a whole like big elaborate co-op boss stage battle thing. Mm, neat. So that's coming back, which isn't really surprising because everyone really liked it and it was super successful. So good I for can't them. decide if I care about Splatoon or not. I think Splatoon is really, really cool and I'm glad it exists and I don't want to play it. Right, so that's what I mean is like, I don't know if it's I mean, for me personally, like I don't I don't yeah. think it's something I own. I own Splatoon 2 and I enjoy it and I played it. And when they I announced Splatoon... Splatoon 2 twice. <laughs> Why? Because I got both of them as a gift in like the same year for Christmas. <laughs> and what? neither of them I actually asked for. What? Did you return one of them at least? Or like, or do you just have both there? <laughs> I don't have both. So I may have given the other one to someone else. Wow, that's nice. Pan it forward. But, but yeah, I definitely remember having two Splatoon 2s at one point. That's, that's, and that's... Pa- playing neither of them. <laughs> that honestly doesn't i'm surprised oh wait you didn't ask for it so never mind yeah because i was gonna say i'm surprised you even own it at all because you know it's really focused on i know there's like a 40 hour single player experience and i hear it's pretty decent but I hear it's, it's good too it's mostly and I focused played on some of it i did like i say i didn't play it i mean i didn't play much of it i played like a few stages mm-hmm. yeah but like i i have played it it's it's a fun game. It's interesting. And I'm glad that it's successful and that people like it. But oh, yeah, yeah. I have really nothing against it. it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm in most of the same, but we'll see. We'll see if there's whenever it, it, it will depend on when it comes out and what other hype trains are uh, surrounding it. Yeah. Uh, Metroid Dread has a one hit kill mode now, which sounds miserable. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, cool deal. Oh, never mind. <laughs> yeah. I Like I was. <laughs> I'm I'm still hoping against hope that they'll do like an actual randomizer mode for Metroid Dread, but I know they won't. But it would be so cool. Holy crap, that'd be sweet. Cause like there there are a couple of games that have done like official randomizers. And it doesn't seem like it, it's it, impossible it, to do in a game that's based around like exploration in that way. That like, is not uh, happening. Uh Bloodstained did one. You know? Oh yeah. But I- I, I don't expect them to actually do it, but boy, would it be cool. Yeah, it would. I uh, I, I like that they're doing a super duper hard mode, but they're also doing like, hey, we're, here's an easier mode because this should have been included in the beginning for, yep. for those of you that want to experience this without it being too difficult. Yeah, they've got a one hit kill mode and then they've got an easier easy mode now. Um, And those are both good. Wait, was there an easy mode originally? I think so. I think they I has... thought it was just one set of difficulties or something. Cause I remember people, I think a... you play on normal and then you unlock hard when you like after you win. Yeah. And now they're introducing the rookie mode, which is basically like, I think it's just, I think it's just like your recovery is higher. You probably just get health regen or something like that. Something like that. That's cool. And then uh, in April, they're doing a boss rush mode, which fine. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Uh, Kirby eats a car moving sure. on. Sure does. He sure does. And a vending machine and all sorts of other body horror things. <laughs> so 
<laughs> thanks, thanks, Kirby, for being scarier. Yep. He just he just wears household items like a sleeve now. Yeah, that's fine. What's 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 the issue? Yep. Um, Earthbound is finally on SNES Online. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> so people can stop bitching about it. No, they're gonna. I'm sure there's already people complaining about something else. Probably, but they, you know, well, like already everyone's like, why no Breath of the Wild news though? Why no Metroid Prime Four news? And it's ah, like, okay, whatever. okay. There's like 500 things in this. Like, I'm sorry you didn't get the one thing you're looking for. Well, It'll probably expli- come out next time. They explicitly said it's supposed to be stuff that's coming out within the next, or like the first half of the year, roughly. Yeah. So Breath I mean, of the they Wild didn't news hold been... to that entirely because like Xenoblade is out in like September and uh, Splatoon is not coming out in the first half of the year either. So mm, I guess so like they, you know, it was primarily that stuff, but it wasn't like everything. <laughs> I will not be surprised if Breath of the Wild 2 ends up being the gap game again. It might Because they've done it for like four consoles now. It, they really have. It's true. Very true. So that would not that would not be um, surprising. Yep, I'm with you. Uh, Advance 4s 1 and 2 still coming out, still look good. I have nothing to add. Nope, yeah, looks good. That comes out in April. I will be excited to play it. Uh, Portal 1 and 2 coming to Switch, sure. Yeah, the Switch is like the ultimate uh, machine if you've missed... <laughs> if you've missed any games in the last 30 years... Yeah, buy a switch if, and you can play them all. <laughs> if you ever had that feeling of like, man, I never did play that, but it sure would be nice to go back and check it out. Like, oh, it's on the switch. It's on the switch now. <laughs> Enjoy. <that? laughs> uh, baseball. That's fine. Oh, right. They did a yeah, whole yeah. thing with Shohei Otani because Shohei Otani's on the cover of MLB The Show 22. Yeah. And, and Nintendo being a Japanese company is like, oh, man, let's talk about that. Yeah, fair. Because, um, you know, that's cool. Sure. Uh, speaking of ports, Star Wars The Force Unleashed, which nobody asked for. Nope. That's fine. Um, I mean, they've they've made ports of a lot of their Star Wars games. Yeah. I thought it was the KOTOR one when I was watching it, and I was like, wait, did that already come out? It sure did. Because they were do, like, a KOTOR remastered thing, and then I yeah, came never heard anything December. more about it. Yeah, it was out in December. Okay, cool. Uh, we got a Disney Mario Kart thing. That, sure. Well, it's free to play, so that makes that's that there's going to be some pretty mm. rough uh, monetization of that, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure that'll be fun. Uh, no Man's Sky is getting ported. That's cool. I don't expect it'll look very good. I am curious to see what it looks like. Yes, because it's it's got a lot to process in No Man's Sky. So yeah, that's what I mean. The Switch is like this crazy console where it's like, yeah, you can play that. Sure, you can play The Witcher on here. It may not look the best, but it's here. You can do it if you want to play Doom. Uh, real, real quick on the rest of these. Klonoa. I'm very excited for that. I really enjoy we, Klonoa. We, so when Klonoa comes out, I feel like we should podcast them. We will. Absolutely. Because that's that's actually pretty neat. I never played those games, but I hear really good things. And I, they're, I'm they're a good time. in checking that out. I don't want to say more than that, but I, I enjoy them. Okay, cool. Uh, we got a new Tycho Drum Master. It's got Megalovania in it. That's hilarious. Well, that's it's I'm I don't think that's really what that game is going to be for, because you can already purchase Megalovania as DLC for the one that's out now. So I think that that game is more to push that new subscription service that they said they like hinted at it or they didn't hint, but they it was like a throw. Oh, yeah, they talked the about end. it. And I was like, I went from like, oh, cool. I like I like Taiko no, Taiko no Tatsujin. And then mm-hmm. I was like, ooh, paid subscription service. OK, yeah, because they it did it makes for sense. But oof. 
because I think Just Dance has it. Um, so it makes sense that they're doing it. I, I, my, I don't know how I feel about it. It really depends on how much it costs and how yeah. often they update things to it. But I mean, honestly, I am generally resistant anytime anyone tries to sell me on any sort of subscription service for anything. Yeah, I agree. Like I like I am very much in the camp of like I would like to pay for this thing one time and be able to use it infinitely, please. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Totally. Like, that's that's what I prefer. I hate having like monthly or yearly payments for things. So I'm not really into it, but, you know, also like when it comes to uh, Taiko no Tatsujin, like arcade experience or bust. Once you've actually played it on the big drum in the arcade, like nothing else is quite that. I, I have fun playing with my my uh, like the little drum that they that they sell. It's not it's not as good as the arcade one, but I, I like it. It's a nice middle ground. If you yeah. really, really want to play it and you just and like that's, you know, you can't get to an arcade that has it. Or, you know, if there's like, I don't know, a global pandemic and you don't want to go out and do that in public. Yeah, I don't even think there was an arcade around me that would. They're not they're not common. They're, they're no. actually fairly hard to find here. You could basically, if you're in Tokyo, you could basically, like, trip into one around every corner, but... <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, here, like, you have to really be trying to find one. I mean, you really have to be trying to find an arcade of any kind at this point. Yeah, there's one in... there. There's a small one in downtown, because it's a college town. Uh, but it's... I don't think... They do... They definitely don't have that. They have DDR, but... Mm. Um, no, No drumming. No Tycho Drum Master. Uh, and then beyond that, it's mostly just, you know, they had a little quick hit bunch of stuff where it's like, yeah, the Cuphead DLC is coming out in June. Uh, they're porting the Assassin's Creed Ezio collection. Uh, yet another Kingdom Hearts re-release. You can't walk away. <laughs> you don't hear me say. These ones are these ones are uh, the, the cloud version, which oh, yeah. I think is basically like the Google Stadia version. Which, yep. by the way, you know. Bye-bye. Google Stadia is dead. Long live Google Stadia. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't, I don't... SD Gundam Battle Alliance is coming and yep. Getsufuma Den, which looks kind of cool, but it has the Konami logo attached to it, so I'm skeptical. Yeah, I, I was excited when I, I saw the art for that. I was like, sweet. Then I looked it up. It's like, oh, it's a roguelite. And I was like, eh. Yeah. I don't, don't want to play it that. Like, if I'm going to play a roguelike... So, I, I guess I am playing one right now because I'm enjoying Devil Survivor. Oh, yeah. Vampire Survivors. Yes. Or whatever. But Devil Survivor is a Shin Megami Tensei thing. Game. Yes, it is. <laughs> Which I is guess, also good, but very different. <laughs> very different, yeah. Uh, roguelites are not usually my, my cup of tea. So, I was turned off when I saw that that's what that game actually was. I didn't realize that it was. I thought it looked cool, but I was turned off when I saw Konami. I just, <laughs> yeah, I will admit Konami like, was like a red flag as well. Like, uh, realistically, how, how like I want Konami here? to be good again, but they got to they got to prove it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like once they actually put out a game and everyone's like, oh, Konami made a good a good game. They actually put out a good game and they're not like ruining it with aggressive monetization. Like I will leave it when I see it, you know? <laughs> Time, maybe with time, maybe with time. I don't know. I, I'm I'm hopeful, but again, they got to prove it first. Okay. And that was basically the Nintendo Direct. I think that's everything. Yeah, it's everything I can think of. I, I it's everything in this article, aside from like the the stuff that they showed like ten seconds of, like there there's a Demon Slayer game coming, and like 
Lego game, Brawls, a, yeah. which appears to be a Lego Smash Brothers. Yeah, and Demon Slayer's out for every other console yeah, already. Yeah, so like those, so like those aren't really even part of the conversation. Nah, yeah. That's a different. That's a different thing entirely. So yeah, that's uh, that's it. It was a good one. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I, but I enjoy good, almost all of them. That so. was a that was a fun uh, that was a fun Nintendo Direct. Nothing really groundbreaking, but it does really. It went from like wow, there's really nothing coming out in like the first half of 2022 to like now there's like way too much. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say Live Alive is fairly. It's not groundbreaking, but it's about as groundbreaking as you can get while not being groundbreaking. <laughs> Where I it's mean, like, why is this game being re- just because of what it is? Like it's it's it kind of sets a precedent. Like, oh hey, maybe like anything could happen now, right? Like it's it's yeah that that weird obscure if game. If that, they're that far down in the barrel, who knows what else they could scrape up? Right. That's that's I guess that's what I'm saying is that it's a and it's not just a here's the Super Nintendo port with an English translation. Right, right. It's it's the HD 2D whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I am down and they, for... We, we've already forgotten about how they're also giving Dragon Quest 3 the HD 2D treatment. Oh, I have not So, like, they that. are really just throwing that around on, like, all over the place. I, I, well, I was, just, I was actually just about to say before <laughs> before you said that was... You can you could put that, that art style on all those old games and I will be very happy. Yeah. It is, it is pleasing to look at. Just a just a quick scan through this, like, so just talking about the stuff that comes out now in the first half of this year that we didn't know about before, because before it was like, what do we got this year? Maybe Metroid, maybe Bayonetta, maybe Breath of the Wild. Like, those are all supposed to come out this year, I think. Metroid 4? Yeah. Oh, I didn't. I thought that was. I. I, th- I thought might, were, that might. That one might be even further out. I don't know. Oh yeah, I think I read something that they're. They just had a job posting go up for a couple of things, for that. That's but, usually not a good sign. But yeah, it's. It's. Uh, it was. It went from like, oh, we don't really know. Um, yeah, we don't really have all that much stuff coming out on Switch, and now it's like, okay, so <laughs> Mario Kart tracks coming out in March, Fire Emblem Warriors June. Mario Strikers, also June. Chrono Cross Remaster, April. Nintendo Switch Sports, also April. Mm-hmm. Triangle Strategy, literally like three weeks from now. Yep. Um, Front Mission Remake, this summer. Splatoon 3, still summer, but we don't know when. So it might technically be Q3 if it's like July or August. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you don't forget about Kirby in the Kirby, March. Kirby coming out in March. Um, Earthbound is out on, uh, is now. out on, uh, SNES Online now. And, and Earthbound Beginnings. Yep. Uh, Advance Wars, April. Yep. Live Alive, July, so. I think it's June, but it might be July. It's, uh, Live Alive is July 22nd. Ah, okay. But still, uh, technically not the first half of this year, but pretty close. Um, yeah, Star Wars Force Unleashed, April. Yep. Um, No Man's Sky coming out in summer. Rune Factory Planoa, Five is coming out July eighth. Yep. So like there is a there's what the it literally one direct took us from like there's nothing really coming out in the first half of this year to like oh there's way more than I could possibly play. <laughs> there it's so it's so ridiculously too much stuff. Yeah, it's it's awesome. So that's cool. I like that's a that's a good direct. I think it's always interesting when 
you read or hear something about people being bored or there's nothing to do or play or like where's all the new games or oh man games were so much more creative back in whatever fantasy land they're thinking of um and uh it's it's i feel like it's very telling that these are people that are going that would have been saying this even if they lived in the previous fantasy land talking about whatever previous fantasy land prior to that one would have been around that was superior and better in every way because there's just so much to do and play and see right now just just on the switch that's not even including other consoles if you if you own more than one or computer games like there's an almost near unlimited number of things that you could be doing with your time right now it's pretty yeah cool. it is it is honestly like the gaming landscape right now is an embarrassment of riches <laughs> yeah right. i mean seriously <laughs> it is it is like it is ridiculous like it doesn't matter what kind of game that you're into or what you like or what you want to do like there if you are really looking and paying attention there are 25 things that have come out in the last few years that are probably like right in the whatever niche that you want it to be in. Like literally your there favorite is video so game much is stuff. <laughs> yeah, like, like your favorite video game just came out last week. <laughs> there's so much. I don't, I don't mean you personally. I'm just saying theoretically Yeah. that yeah. there's, that there's, uh, I mean, like you were just talking about retro bowl and I was like, wow, this feels like it was tailor made for me. That's weird. Yeah. And it was like, that's a, that's a, th- three dollar game or a five dollar game that would have been so easy to miss it like i could have just gone the rest of my life not knowing that existed well and and i i'm i'm having the exact same experience with vampire survivors i never would have bought this or cared or anything but i there's a guy that plays dota and he was playing it for one stream and i closed it because like i don't really care whatever this is and i i noticed he was playing it still like nine hours later i was like what the heck is this game yeah and so then i was like oh 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 okay <laughs> exactly exactly are we okay sorry a human exists somewhere (laughs) and i forgot to lock the dogs out of the room because i'm the only one here and i didn't want them to feel isolated because jesse's gone yeah so i was like all right you guys can stay in here and for an hour and a half they've been okay but then like someone decided to exist and they couldn't handle that (laughs) that sounds like the plot of uh banjo kazooie Oh man, that's that's a good segue. Let's talk about Banjo Kazooie. All right, so Banjo Kazooie, um, this is like I think this is like the longest game we've played all year. I think because we've mostly all been year? doing yeah. just like quick little stuff that takes like an hour or two to finish. Yeah, it was it was a longer game for sure. Um, how do you feel about it? It was your first time playing Banjo Kazooie. I mean, not it, playing, it was my first but... time playing Banjo Kazooie all the way through. So, yeah. like when I was younger, I played I played Donkey Kong sixty four a lot, which I came to realize later is considered a bad game. But I actually really like at the time I really liked it. Yeah, probably because I didn't have like the Banjo Kazooie games to compare it to. Okay. Um. I mean, so I to don't me, I don't, I don't that think Banjo... was what a rare collectathon looked like. And I think I actually think Donkey Kong 64 got a bad rap with time way more than when it first came out. It does like, seem like it is. Um, it became cool to hate it kind of thing. Yeah, it, it seems like it's like more poorly received now than it was like at the time. Yeah, people liked it when it came out. It kind of had like the same. It kind of had like an inverse uh, reception to what 
like Wind Waker had. Yeah, yeah. Where like exactly. everyone hated Wind Waker when it came out, and now everyone's like, "Oh man, this actually is great." It always it always annoyed me because I was like, "Wind Waker is such a good game. How can people be mad at this? I don't understand." <laughs> so, I've had a couple of days to really process my thoughts. I'm glad we didn't record yesterday because it was it was too fresh, and I yeah, kind of needed I, I, some time to like really think about it. Yes. Um, because I have. I have a bad habit when I'm streaming of like, and we've talked about this many times. You referenced it like halfway through the stream where I actually finished it, where you're like, I feel like you're not having a good time. (laughs) You you were, you were, you felt real done at what, for that one moment there when you were in a a rusty bucket bay. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, Hey, you know, we can just do something else this week. (laughs) Yeah. And I, and I had a backup game just in case I didn't finish it, but like, The thing is, like, I was aware of the fact that what I was feeling may have been, um, may have been just fatigue at, like, forcing myself to, like, finish a game when I don't really want to be playing it. Sure. Um, and what that does a lot of times is it makes me, it makes me dislike a game that is otherwise good because of that, like, sort of added pressure of, like, well, I'm playing it sort of out of obligation now, so it you know it feels like I'm doing this as work, and it's that's not as much fun. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. As it's not as much fun as just being able to walk away from it and be like, no, nah, I don't feel like doing that right now, and then yeah. coming back to it when you're in a better mindset for it. But ultimately, like I got to the end of it, and it's like these levels are kind of getting worse, and I just don't really feel like playing it, and I don't think it's. I don't think it has to do with how long I've been streaming because it's only been like two hours. No, it's I not think like I'm staying up late to finish it. It's just it just kind of stopped being fun at a certain point. I, I enjoy Banjo-Kazooie, but I really think it's just ultimately an OK game. I don't I don't think it's as mm, I don't the, the, the extreme praise it gets. I'm not entirely sure. Like, you know, I if it's understand. Warranted why it gets the praise and the credit that it does. I understand where that comes from. I understand why. Um, I do think it's very good. I think it's clever. I think it is the implementation of a lot of the, uh, a lot of the moves is like really interesting and entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. Rare, rare. does a great job of creating a world and characters and well, maybe not all of the characters, but they, they we'll do a good job that. of, of, Notice I did not praise the writing. No. The uh Rare has some very ambitious goals and ideas with with their games and and yeah. they pull off a lot of them in Banjo-Kazooie and there's a lot of aspects so if if you happen to play Banjo-Kazooie and you finish the first 4 or 5 worlds and then never play it again, I actually think you experience the best Banjo-Kazooie has to offer. I actually agree with that. The, the, I, I was actually going to mention that as well. There's a certain, there is a drop off point where it feels like they, they don't necessarily run out of ideas, but they may run out of good ideas. Yeah. There's still ideas and they're still, <laughs> they're not all bad. It's just that sometimes they just aren't implemented in a way that's very fun, especially if you're playing the original version. Right. Um, where, where, you know, your data didn't save if you die. So you have right. to recollect all the notes I cannot imagine playing that version of the game. It's rough. I uh, having having played it and gotten a hundred percent in it, it's 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 a is a painful experience uh, when you die in those later worlds. 
but the early worlds are extremely fun. Like, the early worlds are so much fun, in fact, that uh, it kind of... I I wonder if that's what colors people's memory of the game. Yeah, I think completely. so. Because the early worlds are so awesome. And you get really great power-ups right in the beginning. Like, you get to run fast and get, you get yeah, all your eggs. Yeah, basically all of the good ones. Yes. So So I think... I don't know if that's a big part of why it, it has... Um, and, and it could have been a lot of people's first open world RPG, like, not, excuse Jesus, a uh, platformer, <laughs> three, like 3d platformer like yeah, that, right? Yeah, Cause yeah. maybe they didn't play Mario 64. That's entirely possible. Yeah. Um, I, what I, what I mentioned, uh, this felt like a revelation when I said it, but it's like Banjo Kazooie is Mario 64, but they added, they added like super, super mild Metroidvania elements. Yeah, Banjo Tooie is actually a full-on Metroidvania, See, uh, in 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 terms of how in terms of what you do to 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 get a hundred percent. It's 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 honestly, I like Banjo Tooie a way more than my memory of Banjo Tooie. I haven't played Banjo Tooie in fifteen years, mm-hmm. um, but I played on the sixty-four, and then I played it again when it was released on three sixty. And I really liked Ban. I like Banjo Tooie more than Banjo Kazooie, even mm-hmm. though it does fall into that whole. I don't know if this is just my, like, I'm having fond memories of it or something. Right, or, right. Like, I don't is know it, is what. Is it nostalgia? Right, yeah. So I don't know. I feel like, hmm. I, I'll be excited to play Banjo-Tooie if they dump it on the 64s, or 64, yeah, yeah, the 64 online service yeah, on the yeah. Switch. Um, I, it's, even even though there's aspects of Banjo-Kazooie, like when I was done with Banjo-Kazooie, I was, I my first thought was, ugh, I'm... I don't want to play any more rare games, but then today I kind of also like I, (laughs) when I finished Banjo Kazooie, I thought about it that night and I was like this. So like independent, well, not independent, but like my opinions on this game are like not even limited to this game. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm thinking about my experience playing Banjo Kazooie and I'm like rethinking Rare's entire legacy. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, so like Except the DKC games were like pretty good. They weren't that good, but they were pretty good. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then like and like there's Banjo Kazooie and that was that thing. And like I Banjo Chewie is like better in some ways and worse in some games, worse in some ways apparently. Yeah. So that's like I consider that like equivalent and then DK64 is worse and it's like and I'm I'm going back through and I'm like why does Rare have such a such a bulletproof reputation actually? <laughs> yeah. Is that is it actually warranted? Mhm. Or is it just like were these were these games like really really good at the time and just aged like milk? <laughs> right. Cuz maybe it's that. Maybe it's just that they've aged poorly. Yeah, and I, I, I don't think I think that's not it. I think it's just that the end of the game sucks. <laughs> the The end of Banjo Kazooie kind of is is not a fun experience. The the Rusty Bucket Bay is a bad level. Uh, click clock wood or tick tock clock or whatever. Um, <laughs> tick tock clock is the Mario sixty four level. No, yeah, I know, I know. Um, that that stage is really cool like the idea behind it like that stage so much and i just wish the whole thing was not built as a getting over it stage yeah no the 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 
the concept of the stage where you're going through the various seasons and th the things you do in an earlier season affect a later season is awesome. What, yeah, that's, that's a really, really cool. cool. Idea. I actually, I actually genuinely liked that idea. Mm -hmm. Um, but but mad 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 monster mansion or something like that, mm -hmm. like the 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 spooky stage. Yes, that stage is real real just okay at best. It actually ended up being one of the better stages in the second half of the game. It did, which yeah. is a damning indictment of the stages in the second half of that game. Yeah, I just I think that they, I don't know what happened, but the 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 second half of Banjo Kazooie is just nowhere near the as good as the first half, which is partially why I feel when when you think about three D platformers and you think about Mario sixty four, so much of Mario sixty four is amazing because practically all of it is enjoyable the whole time and if you don't want it to be enjoyable you can stop halfway through collecting everything and you're fine it's true like if like if you yeah, just want to like i'm sick really of this allow you to do that you have to pretty much get like 95 percent completion you do actually it's, it's Nin 10 94 technically 94 yeah i was gonna say and that's that's i suppose it's a little less than that if you think of the notes but we're not going to worry about percentages here yeah um it's around 90 it's like, yeah, that's whereas that's, like, like, what do you need? What percentage do you need to finish Mario 64? Like 65, it's like 60% or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know. I, so Banjo-Kazooie also has that sort of rare trademark slipperiness to some of the jumping and, yeah. and sliding around. And I, I, I hate for, that for a game that is considered like a standard bearer of 3d platformers. Yeah. The 3D platforming isn't very good. Oh, I think it's pretty... I would go as far as to say that it's actually unfun once it becomes difficult. Like, once... once. Well, because of the way that it becomes difficult. That's what I mean. Yeah. That's, like, the, the, the slipperiness of it, or it feels kind of slow sometimes, or, or, like, the nonsense where you get stuck in an animation because of something else, but then the monster just comes up and hit you and then you just, you can't get away from it. So it hits you again or whatever. Like yeah. I don't, there's, there's lots of moments of this is really dumb design. Um, that well, and just like the stuff that's actually intended for you to do is like, I like, so you talked about uh TikTok. Uh, God damn it. <laughs> Click clock wood. You did that. I sure did. <laughs> you talked about uh, uh Click clock wood. And it's like the reason why that stage is it feels bad to play mm -hmm. is because a solid like 50 to 60 percent of what you actually have to do in that stage are these nonsense like corner like triangle jumps. Oh, yeah. These yeah. corner jumps where it's like, oh, the, the next thing that you have to do is like parallel to where you are so you have to like jump out from the tree and then do your and then do your your hover thing and then jump back into the tree and then do that again like five times in a row and then things will pop out of the wall and try to knock you all the way down and it just wastes your time incessantly yeah and that's really the issue that i have with the latter half of the game is that I think it has primarily to do with Rare's relationship with difficulty. Uh, yeah. If you look at all of the Rare games that we've played, which I think is basically just this and the three Donkey Kong Country games. I mean, it's a lot of Rare games, yeah. Um, in If you really think back, the 
the aspects of each of those games that are the least fun are the ones that are like particularly difficult. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And even even to the point where um, you, you uh, we we you like were okay with cheating, so to speak. Yeah, basically. In, in in the third one, where you're like, yeah, I don't care. I'm just gonna do a little save stating or like rewind time a little bit or whatever it was that you ended up doing. I don't remember. And that's that's rare for you to do. Because, yeah, because you know, I like to play it generally like if a if a game, especially a platformer of all things, right, yeah. presents me with a challenge, I'm like, oh man, I'm into it. Yeah, you're excited like, to I'm in die. Now. Right, like it's 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 an enjoyable thing for you to lose and then get good enough to not lose. Right, 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 right. Like I love that. I love that feedback loop. Mm -hmm. It feels good to do, and these don't. Mm -mm. And I don't know if it's because I have like a, you know, it could be like a sort of a 2D bias where it's like, you know, it's, I I've, I think I've come to find that like, I don't like like early 3D games very much. Okay. Like in general, like as a, as a, as a general, like I'm, I'm harsher against that as a genre. Yeah. And it's like, I find myself not enjoying as much stuff like um stuff that we've done for the for the podcast like uh brave friends of musashi oh yeah and, yeah um i didn't even think of that one uh Mega Man legends kind of turned me off when i first started playing it like really frustrated me at first mm -hmm. i came around on it but like dealing with the controls in that was just like not fun for me to play for a while yeah yeah that's um, a good point so i like it's something i've sort of noticed about myself is like i think that i just have like generally not very good feelings about these early 3d games. And I, I don't know. I don't know why that is. I don't know that that's like a hard and fast rule, but it is, it is definitely something that I've noticed. And it, de it came through in Banjo Kazooie. Cause I was just like, I was doing this 3d platforming. And I was just like, Oh God, this is frustrating. Like even when I got it, it's like, it doesn't give me that feeling of like, yes, I did it. It's just like, oh, God, finally. Thank God this is over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I don't have to do it anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, I get that. So I think that's more of a me thing than it is a game thing. I agree. But, um... Yeah, well, and, and what's what's weird is I... I had super-duper positive feelings while playing the game for the first while. Like, when it first launched on Switch. And that's when I was like, hey, we should play this. I'm playing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I got to... The, I got to Rusty Bucket Bay and I was like, yeah, I'm taking a break. And then I got to uh, Click Clock Wood uh, mm -hmm. and I I took like an even longer break to the point where I was like, oh, hey, I should finish this. Yeah, <laughs> Like yeah, the yeah. day that you were finishing it. Which I was, thought you know, that was weeks. interesting because like you told me a couple weeks ago that you had started playing. Yeah. And usually I kind of play through things and quickly. Usually it's like, OK, like basically he's he if he's told me he started playing, he's done because <laughs> right. you usually just binge things where it's like if you've started you're basically you just don't stop until, until you're until you're done with it yeah and i just kind of assumed that that would be how this would go so when you told me like the other day that you had you were just finishing it mm -hmm. i was like oh that's unusual <laughs> what happened <laughs> and i guess rusty bucket bay happened yeah and and then i was just kind of like yeah I'm, I'm i'm sort of not in the mood for this anymore and i don't know so it's it's it sounds like I'm we're ragging on Banjo Kazooie at least oh, we I kind am. of are, but mostly just because we skipped over all of the good parts of it. 
Right. I was going to say there's, so there's what's, what's funny is today I was, uh, there was a t-shirt for like, you know, the Yeti that had the, it was like a reference to Donkey Kong 64. And I was like, man, I, I would totally play Donkey Kong 64 or Banjo-Tooie right now. Like there was something, I was like, oh wait, I think I like these games. I think I just really hate the end game of them. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I, Banjo- I think that um, a part of that is like the, the stream pressure of like, I got to finish this. So I'm playing it even though I don't feel like it. Sure. Yeah. Um, because so, I've ruined a couple games for myself like that, which is why I'm glad I put some distance between me and it. Because I do like, I think the game is memorable. I, I look back on it now, even just after a couple of days, and I'm like, yeah, that was a pretty good time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, like I, I did enjoy it. Um, I do think that it is. There are some aspects of it that are just not very well thought out. And putting aside the level design, there is also like some of the moves that you do in that game are not useful <laughs> or they're and useful in one. They instance. are useful in the one instance where they've decided that like, this is what you have to do to get through this. Yeah. And then like, ideally if you unlock a new move, it's like the thing that they design after you get the move so that you can clear this challenge is basically a tutorial. Mm-hmm. It's to yep. teach you like what that move does and how it works. Here's how we think you should use this thing. Here is the situation that we will provide you with where this will be useful. Yeah. And there are a couple times where they would, they would introduce that and then just, it would just never come up again. Mm-hmm. The one I'm thinking of in particular is the invincibility charge. Yeah, you only need it for the end of the game and the, the thing in a, Clanker's Cavern, I think. In Clanker's Cavern, yep, yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, it literally, like, it's not even just that. So it's invincibility. So it's like, it seems like it could still be useful, but it's so limited, and it's just like a forward charge, and there's a startup on it. Yeah, there is. So all of that combined is just like, well, I mean, okay. Mm Mm-hmm, pretty much. (laughs) Like... I, I guess I could use this to like avoid damage for three seconds, but I think it would be easier to just move out of the way. <laughs> yeah. Well, and there's a little bit of a wind up time too, because you don't just press a button and it's active. Yeah. No, you, you have to wait like for a little fanfare first. Yeah. And, and you have to, you know, you press the, on the 64, you press the Z button first and like, so you crouch or whatever it is. Yeah. Like you assume the position, so to speak. <laughs> you totally assume the position. <laughs> and, and then you can do one of your four moves that are uh, tied to the C buttons. Right. So, yeah, it's yeah, it just there's a lot in it that's just like, man, this should I feel like this should be more fun than it is turning out to actually be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And that's kind of like that's kind of the feeling that I came away from it with and it it kind of fooled me into thinking that the whole thing was a bad game but really i think i was just disappointed in the that i didn't enjoy it more than i as much as i thought i was going to yeah i think that's fair which you know basically means like i don't know i guess maybe i was expecting an eight or a nine and i got a six or a seven yeah and and like, like not in a game quality scale, but on a like my enjoyment scale. No, I figured that. Well, yeah, I guess it's good to 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 clarify that. But that's sort of what I assumed you meant. Yeah. Um, 
Because, no, you know, ratings are, game ratings are, you know, personal and subjective, so. Yeah, absolutely. So, like, on my scale of, like, how much fun I had with it, like, given the game's reputation, I was expecting more, and I, I just, like, and honestly, I came away from that first stream, which was, like, the first four worlds of the game, and I was like, oh, man, that was so fun. Yeah, you were hyped Like, that to was play awesome. More. I can't wait to play more of this. And then I came away from the second stream, which was Gobi Valley, um, Freeze, 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 Peak. <laughs> yeah, or something. And uh, I want to say the the ghost level. No. Did you play through that one that day? I don't remember. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, you had yeah, to because you only had two one, of the last. It was last... only Rusty Bucket and Click Clock. Yeah. And then End Game. So yeah. It was it was those three and like I had an okay time with Freeze Easy and Gobi Valley and then the um I actually like Mad Monster Mansion or whatever more than those two stages cuz the Gobi Valley and the Freeze Easy Peak is are they're just sort of bleh stages like they're not bad but they don't I don't I don't the know the worst didn't... thing about Freeze Easy Peak is that it introduces the flying dive bomb which is God. one of the worst moves in the game <laughs> yeah, and is another one that is basically really is. like only use it in the specific circumstances where we say yeah, yeah. it is not useful for traversal in other parts of the game you will literally hurt yourself <laughs> yeah, if you hit a wall or something like that yeah like it's it is not useful except for if there is a specific thing here that you need to hit mm -hmm. which is which is one of two things it is a snowman that throws snowballs at you or it is Gruntilda in the final boss fight and nothing oh, oh, else. No, that's not true. You have to hit you have to hit the wooden buttons on the snowman. Oh, that's true. That is but actually. Yes. Okay. So nothing else that you actually no other enemies that you need to attack. Yeah, correct. But that but that is true. You do have to hit the buttons on the snowman. But otherwise it's useless. It's it's less than useless. It is actively harmful. It actually yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. So that other than that, I thought it was I thought that stage was not that bad. I mean, it's not I bad, like but it's it not that good time. But in retrospect, I came to find that it was like An actually okay one of the better stages <laughs> in, in the in like the middle end game thing. To be fair, the, the the most memorable aspect of that stage is actually the the ice key that's hidden behind a wall there because it sort of was the thing that everybody Maybe not everybody, but a lot of people would have seen, and then they talk. Oh, yeah, we'll talk yeah. more about this in a minute when we get to the some of the, the stop and swap. Yeah, the stop and swap. Uh, so that was there, and it was actually spawned into the game, whereas the other items were not visible ever mm -hmm. in Banjo Kazooie originally, even though they were intended to be. But we, we can talk about that more in a minute. So there's this really, there's probably a lot of people that have a memory of that because of the ice key being there and actually visible to the player, even though yeah. it was impossible to get and literally serve no purpose. Right. But yeah, that's a, yeah, that I, was I'm a... glad that someone said that because I saw it back there and like I knew about the stop and swap thing, but I forgot that there were actual items like in the game itself that were like related to that. Yes. So I did have a moment of like, wait, what the hell is that? Do I need to get that? <laughs> like, I, and I cannot imagine what it must have felt like playing that, you know, 25 years ago and having that same having that same uh, that same feeling of like. Hey, what do, what do I do? I can't why can't I get that thing? What do I do? I mean, with it's that? it's way worse than that, actually, right? Because 
So if you get 100% in Banjo-Kazooie, you're treated to a little bonus scene where you're on the beach and there's a, an awkwardly um, animated female woman there for some reason. There sure um, is. And the uh, the big the big surprise or the big gift you get for getting a hundred percent banjo kazooie is seeing mm -hmm. where that there's an ice key and some mystery eggs that yep. you can collect yep. and it's supposed to link you uh, to stuff that you're going to be able to do in banjo tooie in the sequel right. except of course they were never included because rare is insane and they were like yeah let's keep them in the game because it will annoy people <laughs> like, well um, i think in rare replay um and, you know, this is much later, but in Rare Replay, they actually did um, implement some of that in some they way. They absolutely did. Yes. Yeah. But, but yeah. So the, the stop and swap, I think is one of, it, it's a true testament to the creativity that Rare has, or maybe had, I don't know anymore, really. Um, because it's, it's an awesome concept, of course. When you actually learn about what it is, it's sort of insane that they decided to leave it in as all other yeah, than yeah, just to yeah. troll people. Because the idea of stop and swap is they were they accidentally found out that if you were to un like take out a cartridge during gameplay, the there'd be data still saved in the sixty fours. Yeah, there's like there's RAM. like RAM that that survives for like ten seconds or something like that. Yeah, it's a certain amount of time. Um and they, they they were like, oh, this will be cool. We can link it to this this suite of six games. And I think it was something like a Perfect Dark, um, Jet Force Gemini, when they were like, you know, they had these ideas in their head of having it work out. Donkey Kong, Conquer, and then the two Banjo games. Mm -hmm. And they they knew it was a bad idea so much so that they didn't tell Nintendo about it. And then Nintendo's yeah, like, no, seems... you're not... Like, that's how bad of an idea it was. And then Nintendo's like, yeah, you're not doing this. You're, it's going to damage people's stuff. And Nintendo, yeah. <laughs> in fact, later, a few like in 1999, Nintendo, uh, they, they redesigned the new 64. So it has even, there's even less of a window of, of and what kind and how much memory is stored when you unplug a cartridge and stuff. So yeah. they actually made it impossible for the most part to work uh, at all. And like like so rare knew this was bad i don't know why they didn't just have it saved to a memory card data like a normal company <laughs> like, i i don't know like they it's because it's that thing that people do where it's like i've discovered a feature i have to implement it somehow i mean rare is crazy with the stuff that they that they like perfect dark is the best example of a video game that's that was they didn't say no to anyone's uh ideas for perfect dark because literally like you know there is a there is originally it was later scrapped but you could take a photo of yourself with the game boy camera and put it into perfect dark oh this has been implemented in other games yeah yeah but but like like this was in all... a way more roundabout weird way that's true where, where you had to go to like the um they had like a, a it was it was for sim city or something like that yeah 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 i think i sent um, you a video on it Mm -hmm. yeah yeah we, we had talked about it but it's, Shout -outs it's to uh stop skeletons from fighting yeah that's what it was it's it's funny when it's perfect dark though just because of the sheer amount of stuff that's in it and and yes. and you can tell that's been prevalent with their design like when they started really with the 64 and how much they wanted to do like they had this huge idea of you know this these massive worlds because so the stop and swap the ice key you know originally banjo kazooie like in some of the promo stuff you can see donkey kong instead of 2D being in the photo in mm -hmm. his house, it's Donkey Kong. Right. And, and then at Donkey Kong 64, there was this thing where it was like Banjo was on like a fridge and 
a box and something else. And they were going to be connected through the ice key, where if you collected it in Banjo-Kazooie, you could then unlock something in Donkey Kong 64. Because uh-huh. um, their idea was that you'd, you'd basically play Banjo-Kazooie, unlock this stuff, that would unlock things in all of these other games, and then that would ultimately give you the ultimate unlock, which would take you back to Banjo-Kazooie to do something really big and epic and exciting, which sounds cool. Like, I wish they had done that just with save data. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Excuse me, because... Banjo-Kazooie started out of... Uh, so, have you heard of Rare's Dream? Like, is the game a, called Dream. Sorry. Oh, I was going to say, is that the name of, a, of an actual game or property? Or are we talking about, like, their ambitions? <laughs> yeah, maybe a bit of both. But, so, it was it was what they worked... They were working on this right after Donkey Kong, their trilogy for Super Nintendo. They, started, they had been working on Dream, and it was going to be, like, um, sort of, like, their own IP that was... You know, it was a kind of an, it wasn't quite side-scrolling, it was a little isometric-y. And then they're like, oh, we shouldn't make this for the Super Nintendo, we should make it for the 64 that's coming out. And they started working on it for a while, and it just kind of, yeah, it didn't work. Uh, and then they saw Mario 64, and everyone was just, oh, oh, this is the future of 3D games, holy crap. So they changed Dream Around, they added this pirate aesthetic, and then for whatever reason, they made the main character a bear. And they're like, yeah, we really like the bear. And so we made Banjo-Kazooie ultimately and scrapped this. But there was a, the main bad guy of Dream was some, you know, pirate Blackbeard or whatever. I don't know. And that, that or Black Eye probably, probably not Blackbeard. That's two on the, two on the nose. So yeah. it's Black Eye, um, I want to say. And right. the, <clears throat> the pirate is in, the picture of the pirate is in the Mad Mansion stage. And then... That pirate's in Banjo-Tooie, but nothing really happens. His only dialogue is something like, oh, man, you remind me of a bear from a dream I had that, you know, ruined everything. I don't remember what it was. Um, And so who knows? Maybe the connection was going to be you get to actually fight that guy or like who like there was there's probably some really cool things that would have happened if the stop and swoop or swap um, was able to play out in the way that they had hoped it to play out. But it's yeah, it's just yeah. at its core a horrible design idea to even implement beyond anything other than um making people annoyed and so they would like, you know, but that's that's clearly rare's I think that <laughs> must be one of their pillars of design where they're like, oh, how can we how can we annoy the player and and, and make them frustrated about something that they can't access? Because they 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 they've carried that through all of their their games where they make fun of um the 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 stop and swap and the ice key and the little things even in grab by the googlies and stuff like that and um they 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 enjoy they really enjoy poking uh poking you as the player and being like gotcha you can't you can't do this although you know we want you to think you can (laughs) yeah because what an evil what an evil what an absolutely monstrous thing to do to make you get a hundred percent banjo kazooie and then have you uh, just for a canceled project? I mean, it's basically. it's it's so it's so mean. It's it's like because because it, it's not just in there. It just no. it literally teases it. It literally like, tells you to do it, and then you get a special thing that turns out to not exist. Right. It's not like the cheese in Perfect Dark, where it's just like a piece of cheese is hidden in every level, and. People thought that it was maybe a way to unlock stuff. It turned out later, I believe it was revealed that it was just a joke that they had for the testers. And then they just kept it in there in true rare fashion. Whereas, you know, that's sort of like, a oh, that's funny. Who cares? But it's not like the prize for beating the game perfectly. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Find all the cheese and get nothing. 
at least you have to find the cheese. Banjo Kazooie, it just doesn't exist. And yep. and what's really weird is that if you use so the the ice key was one of the first the first thing that everybody could see because it was right there, right? Like it's actually spawned in the game. You don't have to do anything weird for it. So people would find way like people found a way to get through the wall using game shark codes. And when you pick up the ice key, there's actually dialogue in the game of Kazooie saying something along the lines of, "Oh, need a ice key. We should hold on to this for later." And then there's a stop and swap menu that is in Banjo-Kazooie. Like, if you pick up the key using cheats, it opens up a new uh, page of your of the of the game. So it's, and there's other remnants of that feature in there. So it was something that they they desperately wanted to leave in, even though they knew it would never happen. It's just it's just it's crazy. And I don't know. It's sort of fun, but it's also dumb because why didn't they just make it work in a different way? <laughs> I don't know. I wonder so about cool. that sometimes too, because like it's the same deal as like you see dead code in inaccessible areas and stuff like that, just sure. left in games all the time. I guess this one seems more like neither of us are programmers. No. So I think that at the end of the day, what that probably comes down to is the programmers were like, we could take it out because you don't need it anymore. But if we do, there's a chance it breaks 18 other things. We don't know that it will, but programming is funny, so it might just happen. So maybe we just leave it. I I completely agree with that uh, idea. I just think that there has there's it feels like there's more to that since it's actually the prize for getting 100 <laughs> percent. Yeah, <laughs> I think that they just wanted to troll the players, which is kind of hilarious. <laughs> and sort of funny in an in a evil kind of way. I mean, having played through the game, I I understand that Rare definitely is a, was a group of people that are uh, interested in trolling their players. Yeah, no doubt. Absolutely I mean, how no many doubt. times have they pulled the fake credits? Yeah, and and. and well, in the first in time they did it, almost every game. <laughs> it's almost they 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 do they they sometimes push it to the point where it's not even funny anymore. <laughs> I mean, like, I missed a whole scene. You did, yeah, because you're like, I'm sick of these fake credits, and you did you end up watching yeah, it later? It went on for like five minutes, and I was like, I know there's more. So yeah. like, <laughs> so I don't like, know. let me see if I could just skip through this, and then we can get to the rest of it. <laughs> it's, I I I have to a uh, I don't it's. It's one yes. of those moments where I am ex I applaud Rare for for trying and going out on a limb and doing some wild stuff and just running with it. And at the same time, I wish somebody just kind of reeled them in and be like, "Why don't you do this for real? Like, why don't you actually just make this work in a different way?" As besides doing something ridiculous like unplugging a cartridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you could have. There, there had to have been other options that were available here. Like, even if it was something dumb, sort of like the the Sonic and Knuckles, where you would, where Banjo Tooie had a, where you could plug in Banjo Kazooie into Banjo Tooie or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's sort of I, I wish that had happened. Maybe it was not possible. Maybe there just wasn't enough time because obviously programming for the sixty four was a hilarious, awful joke. Even if you were a, a company that was working directly under Nintendo as the, you know, the, the fabled second party in a way. Yeah. yeah. Uh, where, where they still had to create all of their own tools for using the game. And there literally wasn't like a computer interface to implement the stuff where they're designing these levels using a modified 64 and a 64 controller, which is, <laughs> it sounds like a nightmare, 
It really does. It sounds like, like it sounds like practically all of these games from this era were made with what essentially amounts to a Super Mario Maker interface. Yeah, that's what it is. It's when when you when you realize the games that were made for the sixty four, and and they're not all just awful garbage. You have to take a step back and think, wow, these people really wanted to make this thing. Yeah. Like, they really, really wanted to make a good game because, my God, it shouldn't have been possible. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they really made them work for it. Yeah. <laughs> now... Even, even themselves. <laughs> like, Nintendo themselves, right? I mean, maybe they had a workaround. I don't know. But, yeah. I think that... um the one thing that we cannot get around talking about in this oh, podcast, God. you knew it was coming. <sighs> um, boy, this game, um, in, in terms of its, uh, what's the word <laughs> I'm looking for here? Um, social theming? aesthetic. <laughs> sure. Sure. What, what the, the message they are sending to the world with their uh, their their choices of of letters typed into boxes? Yes, <laughs> uh, and not just that, like visuals and stuff too. Honestly, oh, um, true, yeah. Boy, times have changed. You really yeah, feel I'm... it at times like this, where you just like you just see something that would have just been perfectly harmless and and funny and enjoyable, and something that I. As a, you know, as a human a that is allowed to change their opinion or 20 something. <laughs> oh, you're saying back then. Yeah. Yeah. I, as a teenager or 20 something would have probably looked at and been like, huh, <laughs> they, they made the joke. <laughs> they, they made, they made yet again, another joke yes. about somebody's weight. <laughs> yeah, someone's weight or someone being ugly or like. Or, just or dumb, this... or I don't like this person because they're the... Except I like your take on it, where it's actually Gruntilda's, uh super comfortable with herself and her sexuality and is in an all... And it's just like some kind of uh, porn star and her sister's like, God damn it, I don't like this person. Yeah, she's just like, <laughs> I hate her. Because all I of hate the... her and I'm just going to talk shit about her to every <laughs> random passerby. Because when you read the dialogue from that perspective, it's it's funny but i don't believe that was the intended purpose anymore no it most certainly wasn't the, the purpose was 100 percent. hey this lady is fat and ugly and that's all the reason you need to hate her yeah but, so but, like and here is a bunch of extra ammunition so we can all like yeah we can all like poke fun at her at her expense but then when you read the the comments like oh she's on the cover of fat hag monthly or whatever and it's like, oh, it's, wow, she made like, the cover. My first thing is like, yo, she's a cover girl. Good for right. her. Yeah. And, or, oh, God, she takes a big ape to bed or something or baboon or whatever. It's like, well, an actual baboon or is it just somebody you don't like either? <laughs> I, yeah. Like they're all, every single thing that she says can almost can be interpreted in that way. Yeah. Where it's, almost everything is just like <laughs> if you are not if you're not going into that that dialogue intending to just dunk on some old just dunk on some woman for existing <laughs> you just read it and you're like okay so yeah, right exactly like, there was one where it's like her first and only boyfriend was a dude named undead ed and i'm like 
okay. I guess like, he didn't like Ed. <laughs> that's not even an insult. It's just like, I I guess you could say, like, she only had one boyfriend, but like, okay, fine. But it's just like, literally all you've done here is just say one time she dated a dude named Ed. <laughs> and it's just like, fine. That, fine? Okay. Yeah, the, the, the dialogue across the board is 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 rough it's just rough even even the stuff that's not about that like the quote-unquote humor of everything it's 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 just not great anymore it's rough yeah i don't i don't know there's not a lot to say about it other than everyone is antagonistic to everyone else it's always yeah everyone's always the butt of the joke is like even kazooie is the worst offender yeah but like kazooie is your is your co-hero Oh and right, Kazooie yeah. He's a total piece of. He calls people names on first meeting for no reason. Yeah, yeah. And then everyone's and like, mad at I, everyone else. Like, dude, like, there's that the freaking honeycomb box. That's like, oh, you idiot. Mumbo's not here. He's on vacation. Stupid. And it's like, yeah. oh, okay, Christ, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> why, why is this funny? <laughs> completely, completely unnecessarily antagonistic. Like <laughs> so everybody angry. about everything. Yeah. And they're all just like, they're all like, you know, Saturday morning cartoon level. Uh, they're, they're, they're all Saturday morning cartoon level um, insults. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's just so constant. It's yeah, it's, so, it's, it's so constant and it's, and it, it just, it, none of them land at all. It is mm-hmm. just like, you just see someone on the map and Kazooie's like, Hey, fart breath. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's like, we don't even know who this is. <laughs> and he's always mean to Banjo too. <laughs> like, it's such a, it's, I, it's, okay. So being mean to Banjo is the one thing that I can't actually almost sort of forgive because Banjo doesn't do anything. Well, but Kazooie must like it because it's not like, he or she couldn't just get out of the backpack. I think Kazooie's a girl. I think they, I think they use she to refer to Kazooie. I honestly have no idea. I'm actually not sure either, but. Um, Kazooie, a, a Briegel. Right. Yep. I remember hearing that. She, she, she has a red, orange and yellow. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, good so God. Like... Her nuts and bolts model is terrifying. Yeah, every... Uh, what the hell? My understanding is that most things about nuts and bolts are terrifying. Oh, that's creepy! I really dislike that. Um, but yeah, like, none of the writing in this game lands, and a lot of it actively makes it worse. hmm yeah. And, like, I, I know that a lot of that is being in my 30s, and, you know, kind of just the world changing... Well, you, you are you're the kind of person that allows yourself to think that an opinion you held previously is not the gold standard of opinions. Right. It's, yeah, it's okay like to you, like change. you can actually you're allowed to change. Yeah. Um, so that's that's part of the problem with the 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 story. I mean, and, and there also is like so this is more interesting than like actually problematic. Sure. But boy. There is a very strong thread running through a lot of stuff in this game that seems to indicate 
that uh, 1990s Rare was a bunch of horny bastards. <laughs> yeah, they definitely were. <laughs> they are so horny. Like... <laughs> And they want and they want to be able to put it in a video game really, really they bad. They really wanted to get like the the one thing that you mentioned about like, oh yeah, like Gruntilda was on Fat Hag Monthly. And I'm like, okay, like I'm thinking like this is basically a good housekeeping for but it is a good housekeeping, but for uh for like witches, right? Yeah. And then the next line is like, she's on the cover polishing her crystal ball. <laughs> yeah, polishing her like, crystal ball, that's what it was. Wait a second. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> what do you mean, sir? <laughs> and then there's there's another bit where like, Gruntilda will just like, she'll just like harass you with random like, I'm going to kick your ass. Yeah, little like, rhymes. Rhymes as you're going through the lair. And one of them is like, I don't remember the first part of the rhyme, but the second part is like, I really need a good hot dog. <laughs> it's like, are you re- are you really going for it? Yeah, there is. There are not too many ways to interpret what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I don't like I we know what you're talking about. And there's like probably five or six different instances of like. There's like five or six different instances in the game of something like that coming up. And it's like, oh, that's a euphemism Mm -hmm. and not even a particularly like thinly veiled subtle one. one. Yeah, it is. They just put that in there so that they could like teehee. (laughs) And that's to say nothing of like the giant wobbly breasted woman in the ending that they had to hide behind literal watermelons and a banana, which is just another way for them to be like, he, 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 he. Yeah. It's actually almost so Nintendo. My understanding was that Nintendo told them they couldn't just have the girl there or something. Is that what yeah. you were saying? Yes. Um, And so it's almost to their benefit, right? Cause now it's, now it's, I imagine it was funnier to them that they got it this way. Cause it's right. like, Hey, we got away with it. <laughs> yeah. Like, In a way, sillier way. Yeah. Literally, instead of just like a girl with giant wobbly boobs carrying a drink tray, she is carrying two giant watermelons covering her boobs. And a banana. And a banana. (laughs) In between the watermelons. That's correct. So yeah, it's just like, haha, we got away with it anyway, but euphemistically. We got away with something in a way worse. Because they didn't have a penis sitting in front of her uh, wobbly boobs originally, I right. imagine. So they just like they added some extra stuff. They're like, "Why well, would <laughs> put that there?" Hey, yeah, that's good. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> so yeah, they just like they're it, the whole thing. Really is like, I think that aspect of it is like kind of harmless. It is generally. I agree, but putting that in with the rest of the with the rest of the game just being like well it's time to make fun of the antagonist for being fat and ugly and not getting laid for an hour <laughs> and then it's like you do that and then you start like throwing in the uh throwing in these little <clears throat> locker room talk bits sure uh yeah and then uh and then it it starts to like it, it really starts to cast a certain light 
yeah on on opinion this is the thing that i think comes up the most for me is like it's not just that 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 stuff is written in the game that's whatever yeah but then you start to think about like this isn't just the game saying the thing these are opinions and feelings being held within that office and you start to think about like the implications of that right Mm, true because like you you, I, i don't know how to like how best to put this but it's kind of just that feeling of like with every major game developer right now going through you know issues and allegations of like discrimination and not being a safe workplace for people and you look at rare putting this stuff out front and it's like they're not even what it it was like to work at in rare in the 90s i wonder what that experience was like and was that in and was that experience the same for everybody or was it like particularly more negative for certain people you know you what you think about it you wonder yeah i don't know i've never heard anything yeah maybe it was great in that in that way so it it could just be cheeky humor with a bunch of people that want to make cheeky humor but like if you fall into the category of the people that they're making fun of though that that must be a little uncomfortable right yeah and and also and also you know it's impossible to talk about this without you know being fair about the fact that this was, you know, 23, 24 years ago. Yeah. And, you know, it was way more socially acceptable to make those types of jokes then than it is now. Absolutely. Yeah. And to the point where, like, I wouldn't have thought anything about it 20 years ago. I would have been like, ah, they made the fat joke. Ha ha. Yeah. Like, oh, that's funny. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. I don't know. That's that was a that was a very strong thread running through the entire uh, my entire experience playing the game. That was just it just it wasn't like some of the writing sort of detracted from the experience. But at the same time, I did sort of look forward to uh, what is the fairy's name? Brentilda. Yeah, I think it's a play on. Um, I, I feel like it's a play on a famous thing, but I'm not going to remember what it is. <clears throat> that's fine. Um I would see her and it like for purely for stream content, I was I kind of got excited because I was like, oh, boy, what's it going to be now? Yeah, like what? Ridiculous, it's going to be something thing. for me to yell at. And honestly, like getting upset about this is sort of fun for me. Yeah, because it's not really it's not really a serious problem, but it still is like, you know, it still is something I'm going to address every time. Sure. But it, I did have, like, I did have some fun, actually, like, reading that dialogue, even though, even just in the sense of, like, this is bad, but let's talk about why it's bad. Or, let, yeah, let's let's make it not bad. Like, let's or, make yeah, it fun. Let's, you know, let's play devil's advocate on literally all of it. Yeah. I mean, because that's really what, that's like, that's that's what you did, because then it became funny, right? Yeah. Like, it was actually then amusing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we we were able to turn that around and that was actually that was actually fun. But it was but still, it was something that I thought about the more it happened is like, oh, that like they put these lines in the game because they thought it was funny. And that says something about them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. About them, about the era, about, you know, you can. Yeah, it's not just it's not like, oh, you're you're we're, we're not honestly, at least I'm not saying rare as a company is bad for this yeah i'm not saying that they're they're like toxic or evil or anything no, like no, that no, they're, no. it's I don't fine know. 
it was an era where that those was just those was <clears throat> those was those were or that was <laughs> just a you know a socially acceptable form of like mildly edgy humor that a lot of game developers were just starting to dip their toes into in the in the late 90s early 2000s well you know you want to know what was a problem with the design at rare though sure what was their obsession with making you spell banjo kazooie oh my god and nothing else <laughs> In like three different instances, and then once backwards. Backwards, yeah. Which brings up another thing. Who the hell came up with the idea that you know what we need to do for an epic final stage is a big ass board game. Where to be you have fair, to answer quiz questions. When I saw that the first time, I thought it was pretty funny. Like, and even I actually think it's so that style of that addition or game design or whatever i think is that perfect sort of here we want to do something stupid and dumb that is only to is only because we want to do something stupid and dumb like yeah like that that kind of design i think is fun yeah. i think it's fun and silly and and once you find out about the joker cards it's not nearly as terrifying yeah that of an did experience. actually help a lot because all of the all of the ones that are like hey if you fail this you have to start over yeah you can skip and those questions are not easy no they are i mean so they're the, actually really difficult so a lot of rare a lot of rare design is awkward in the sense that if you have to almost do a perfect run like yes. like so if you have a timed thing it's like oh you have about you can maybe mess up within a, a second or two or three yeah most like of the time. with a with a perfect with basically like a perfect run no you know notwithstanding like weird speed run strats you have like maybe two or three seconds of leeway yeah like it's 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 very rare is very unforgiving in how they design their challenges and that what that's really apparent in like donkey kong 64 because there's a lot of stuff in there later on oh, it's yeah. like oh my god are you serious yeah 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 definitely um, so that that kind of precision leads like or that kind of design is just very much a part of rare and it goes when, when you look at the when you look at the game board and it's like what world is this from and it's literally just an ultra zoomed in picture of like a square <laughs> And then now, it's now, just like what random part of the wall and or angle of the angle of this map that you can never actually see normally is this from? But 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 then, you know, what's weird when you get it, you're kind of like, wow, did did they actually think about like what? Oh, yeah. No, there's effort. <laughs> right. This is it's it's there. I was they're... actually impressed at how many different questions there were. I don't think I ever got a repeat. No, there's a lot of questions, and I got some that you didn't get when I watched you play through it. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, so there's, it's, it's, and they're, they're, I don't know. For me, that was sort of, I liked that they did that because it was really stupid, and it was stupid in a fun way where nobody was getting hurt. And yeah, I don't mean like it wasn't at anybody's expense, even within the game world, right? It was right, 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 all just funny. And then the end of it is like, well, you got through it. Now I'm going to make you sit through my credits. Ha ha ha. And you're like, oh, God, I know these are fake credits. And that they were. That See, if was... you don't know they're fake credits, then I think you can. I think you reasonably could go into that and actually be like, hey, cool. We did it. Because like <laughs> would... we know they're fake credits because this game's been out for a long time. And because Rare like always does fake credits. Yeah. I mean, I the first time I played it, I knew they were fake credits. But it, and I it's, didn't. I guess it also is like 
I, I guess you also realize that like there is no way there is no way that the end of this game is like, damn, you beat the quiz challenge. So now I just give well, up. Yeah, Cause she even runs all wasting. Like you can't get me. You have to watch my credits or something like that. And then the yeah, end of yeah. this goofy scene is Tootie being like, what are you guys celebrating for? Gruntilda's still like in her castle. You have to go end this. Crap. Yeah. Like and then you, you didn't win. And then they do like a, Oh my God. <laughs> it's actually kind of a, a enjoyable yeah, scene. It, it's actually pretty funny. Um, which, yeah, you know, Kazooie sucks so much because even at the end of the game, she's making fun of Tootie being like, uh, when when you can pick the prize to win, she's like, oh, you should get that ugly grody thing. And then Banjo's like, I think we should get Tootie. And, she, and Kazooie's all, she's like, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what, I, what, that's I, that's what I, said. I said. It's yeah. like, dude, you're, it's, I don't know. Meanwhile, me in my 30s is like, man, I could use a new washing machine. <laughs> You know, it's on like the second place oh, thing. And I'm like, oh, did, yeah, that would actually be really that's. Did you ever get really the did you ever get the joke transformation? Uh, no. Maybe. Oh, no. You. Oh, no. I don't know what triggers it, but I ended up getting it in my playthrough and I, I knew about it from before. I dang it. I meant to look that up and have you experience it. So sometimes mumbo wumbo, um, mumbo wumbo, I guess. He, uh, he, he, instead of transforming you into the thing he's supposed to transform you into for that stage, you get transformed into a washing machine with like oh. pants on and a backpack. And it's really so silly. I've heard of this. There's, there's even and or seen it before. Yeah. Well, there's a, there's a code to make it so you can always be the washing machine, but you're, you st you're just banjo and you have all of the correct moves and you can run around. Like that's one of the cheat codes in the sand castle. Um, that's fun. Whereas when mumbo does it, you're just. A useless washing machine that wobbles yeah, yeah, around yeah. the first time it happens it's really funny well especially if you're not expecting it ah dang yeah, it i yeah. meant to i meant to make you experience that i don't know how i could have i don't know if there's a trigger or what but oh you know speaking I'm sure, of codes, I'm sure people have figured it out speaking of speedrunners have probably figured out how to trigger it so they can make sure they don't <laughs> probably there's a the speaking of the codes in the sandcastle this took this is really neat and kind of a testament to people taking apart games which is maybe that's why they left the stop and swap stuff in there i don't know well so people ended up finding out that there are codes for every egg in banjo kazooie and when you type them in it spawns them where they were going to be in the actual game uh yeah. and they found out about this like years and years later because you know those dedicated people are very very dedicated they sure and are do, do you remember the mad mansion stage in the in the basement where there's like the wine barrels or whatever yes do you remember how there's one that's closed and you can't open it yes but there's like an x on it or and there's like the number the 18 uh 1881, 18, 1881. um so I that's remember where... this because there was a question about it yeah that's right yep uh that was where one of the eggs was supposed to be i, I it, the, it's just <laughs> rare is they're just such a they were crazy they were totally insane in in during the 64 era and what they were doing with their design and ideas and i i desperately wish they kept those connections like that thread that they had through all of their games because that would have been that would have been a oh my god moment for sure where yeah you beat jet force gemini and you get something that unlocks something in banjo kazooie again that they thought about four or five years earlier yeah, like right. holy crap that's so cool yeah um, yeah but yeah, I was the 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 washing machine that that I love that, and I want to say it's an actual. I, I don't think I'm misremembering this, but in Banjo Tooie, I believe it's an actual on purpose transformation that you get in one of the worlds um, to to run around. You have to do something as a washing machine. Banjo Tooie is is totally nuts. Like if you if you think of, I don't know what the first 3D Metroidvania was, 
but Banjo-Tooie has to be up there as one of the first ones to, at least for consoles, um, it might be the first for consoles, I don't know, because it's, it's crazy I mean, how... It's, it's a broad, like, it's a broad, uh, sort of category to, to say that something is necessarily the first, so I don't True know, fair. like, it, it certainly could be, but, like, I'm sure there is something else... Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you really, if you really boil it down to like, oh yeah, you have to go through the game and get skills and abilities that give you access to new areas. It's like, well, I, Ocarina of Time, is that? Well, yeah, but that's a little bit different because it's not like locking you out of completing a stage because you didn't press a train button in a different stage that gives you like a, a new ability that lets you like grab on ledges and crawl along it to unlock like the thing in the very first world. But yes. Yeah. I, I know. Um, I, yeah, I, it was like, but it's like you get the hook shot and then you take that back to earlier places where you can get things with the hook shot that you couldn't get before. True. I guess. But then those are in the open world. That's not like the dungeon. I guess that's true. The but dungeons do... are pretty much intended to be cleared with what you find in them or what you bring I, in from outside. I suppose you have to go back Maybe because of Skultulas, I don't remember all of them. I'm just saying, yeah. No, but you yes, definitely you're do in a couple cases. But you know what I'm saying? You're like, correct, it, you're correct. It depends on how broadly you define Metroidvania. Yeah. Well, and, and it doesn't really matter. The 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 point, the point I'm... regardless. Yeah, the, only, the, the real point is just, I think the character that Rare was as a company is part of what makes these games so... Uh, uh, so memorable and so well loved is mm -hmm. that there is an incredible regardless of how well it's aged there is a whole lot of care and love given to their properties right like yes they really did want to make the best experience that they could possibly make in well yeah eyes. and that you can definitely feel that they just made whatever it was that they wanted and they really mm -hmm. were not interested in like compromising right Yes. Like they really just that it is a vision like really like fully realized. Yeah, that's and I think that's the biggest the biggest takeaway from Banjo-Kazooie is it's a game that I feel fairly strongly that you'll think about in a few years and you probably won't want to play it again, but you'll have a memory of like, oh, that was cool or I like that part of it or oh man, that story was stupid, but this part was funny or like yeah. this aspect of it was amusing or something like that. Um and the and the music, it's it's I, I don't the it's the music it's one of those is good but it's it's like, one of these I think Banjo Kazooie is one of those video games that if you're playing it you don't you're not bothered by the sound effects and the music but if it was on in the house and you were like I don't want to hear this sound anymore I would completely understand it because <laughs> it is more or less just constant noise if you're not in it honestly like, experiencing like, it. I like Grant Kirkhope a lot as a person um, I like the stuff that he's worked on. Um, and I think that a lot of the music in this game is good. Oh, I'm talking about sound effects too. Sorry. Oh the, all, yeah. The sound effects, together. the sound effects less. So the sound effects are a little bit more annoyingly repetitive. Yeah. No, no, no. The music as a whole is fine. It's, it's, but I think that like, to me, when I think about the music from Banjo Kazooie, like, what pops into my head is like every single stage sound like every, my memory of every single stage's music is some permutation of bump 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 bump. If there was 
when, when the one of the challenges in the game board is to identify the the stage's music and and there's a part of me when the song first starts it's like oh god this could be every stage this is every stage <laughs> yeah the intro sounds like all of them <laughs> it's it's not it's i would say it's not its selling point for me it's fine but it's not like oh god i i want to listen to this music while i'm doing other stuff and like i'm i'm we're we're nearing the end of what is the longest podcast we've recorded it, it recorded in a while. Um, and oh I'm my. thinking already about like, what music are we going to use for the ending? And I'm like, I don't know. P- mm. Literally pick any of them. Yeah. The opening music is, is, is fun and catchy, but that could be for the opening. Probably. <laughs> what? I'm thinking probably treasure trove cove. Yeah. That's, I think that's, that's, that's the stage that stuck with me through. So I didn't play through Banjo Kazooie until later. In light, like it wasn't when it first came out. It was like a you know six or seven years later or something that I finally played through it on the sixty four. And as a kid, that was a stage that I got to when I rented it and had a lot of fun and remember flying around it a lot. That was like the oh this is neat this game's cool. And then I had to return it to the to Mammoth Video or Blockbuster or whatever. Yeah. Um. So I'm down with that. I, I like Treasure Tro- Treasure Cove Treasure Trove Cove. Oh <laughs> yeah. So I guess final thoughts. Um. I th- I honestly think that if you play the first half of Banjo-Kazooie and then stop, that is probably the best Banjo-Kazooie experience. And that experience is actually quite fun. It's really good. I really like it. I like that it is a stage where most of the stages you can just go in, do everything and leave. Yeah, there's only one instance where you have to you have to go back later. Yeah. So like I, I was expecting a situation where it's, you know, coming in from DK64, was like, okay, you can go in and get, like, half of these, but then you have to go unlock this move and that move so you can get these other things. Yeah, 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 I really guess that's, that's like Banjo-Tooie. It, it doesn't, yeah, I've heard Banjo-Tooie does that more. I know DK64 does a ton of that. You yeah, it does it a lot. Go in and out of those stages, like, a zillion times. It's different um, characters and stuff, yeah. Yeah. So, I was actually, like, very pleased that this was an instance where you could just... You know, play the stage and move just on. Just play the stage and do everything in that stage and then leave the stage mm-hmm. and be like, okay, completed and feel the, good about it. The, yeah, the, the biggest strength of the early game is, and all, all of the levels are kind of have that thread of, they, they feel big, but they're actually really well contained in terms yes. of the size and what you have to do. And even even the levels that aren't that fun have that same exact yeah, definitely. feeling. And I think that that's, one thing that is not carried over very well to Banjo-Tooie and DK64 is the scale of the worlds yes. got way too big. Um, whereas the Banjo-Kazooie really did master, I think they actually did it the best in their first outing is the size of the worlds is is, is pretty perfect. Yeah, it definitely, and we, we talked about this on stream quite a bit too. Mm-hmm. Like I would yeah. go into every world and think that it was like huge and be, for a few minutes, it's like, oh, I'm lost. I don't know where anything is. There's way too much stuff. Yeah. Like, this is so confusing. And then after about 10 minutes in that world, it was just like, oh, yeah, no, there's like three main areas. Mm-hmm. Like, you you figure it out real quick, and it just like, it feels pretty good, actually. Yeah. To do I, that. I, like, actually, I, I like the size of the worlds. Yeah. So, like, it does, like, I, I think that, Generally speaking, we've done a lot of like ragging on how unfortunate the design gets in the first half of the game. And I think the reason that hits so hard is because the design in the first 
I yeah, that you up. meant second. Yeah, it's okay. The, I, the second half of the game gets messed up. The reason it hits so hard is because the design in the first half of the game is so good. It really is. Yeah. Like, it really just feels good to play. And then it just stops <laughs> being it's, that. It's, it's kind of a testament to the overall funness of Banjo-Kazooie in that I would still say, yeah, play it. Yeah. Like it's, <laughs> it's, it's one of those games. I, I forget what other game that I specifically said this about, but I've said this a couple of times where it's like, I think this is a game that you should play until the exact moment when you start feeling like you want to stop playing and yeah. then you should stop playing. Yeah. Yeah. That's, 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 that's how I feel about uh, Banjo-Kazooie as well. Cause that, that'll be, that's the ideal experience is just like play and then you will probably hit a point where it stops being fun. And if you stop playing at that point when it stops being fun, I don't think you'll miss anything. It doesn't get better once it stops being fun. Right. Like whatever it is that's making it stop being fun for you is going to get worse. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And you can't even just beat it because you have to do a lot more stuff to, to wrap it up. Yeah, you and, really and the have payoff. to like you really have to engage with just a, like with just about every stage, even it, like if you 100 percent every other stage just to skip past one, you still have to get four out of 10 of the things of the jigsaw pieces in that one that you want to skip. <laughs> yeah, basically. So like you have to do it. And Whereas, the final like, boss is not like an exciting. It's not I don't I don't think the final boss is very good because i really think it's designed around uh getting a hundred percent so you get like the bonus life and all the refill options right there in front of yeah. you and stuff i think it's like an okay final boss that's way too long and not it's just it tedious. is too long it has too many it has too many phases and it gets very spammy towards the end yeah and and sure it's it's not unbeatable without the double life because you did it just fine after yeah you know, and it four only took attempts. me a few it only took me a few attempts it was once you figure out how the stages work it's not too bad but the no. last couple of stages where you're just having fireballs yeeted at you the whole time is like have, okay this is a this is it's fine it's working but it's annoying it's well and the mechanic really revolves entirely around one of the worst things to do in a 3D game which is shoot a small projectile in a specific direction yeah. Because that's in, usually in awful. a specific direction that reads your uh, that reads your input. Right. And, and there's so it no is targeting. actually like, like she actually leads her shots so that like if you are still moving in the same direction at the same speed. Oh, um, I was talking about shooting the eggs into the dumb Jinju holes. Oh, I was talking about uh, the fireballs you know, that lead you. Yes. Yeah. The fireball. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, but, that's well, also true. Both suck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> <laughs> so so it's just it's just a testament to oh no you should push through because the final boss will feel so good that this yeah. is not one of those games where right. again if 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 i mean you can't really say it again it's kind of silly at this point but if you stop having fun then stop playing it but it's yeah. worth it's worth it's worth picking up for a bit at the very least yeah of course it's i think it is still despite everything we have we have much like mario galaxy we have taken a game that is beloved and talked almost exclusively about its worst aspects. Yeah. And made it sound like it's a worse game than it is. It's definitely not, because if they release Banjo-Tooie or Donkey Kong 64 on the online service, which they will eventually, I, I plan on playing through both of them. Like, it's it's not like it's soured my 
enjoyment of a 3D platform or anything. In fact, it's only made me curious about what those games feel like after having played Banjo-Kazooie yeah. so uh, recently. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, I got nothing else. I got. I think we've gone through more than everything. Yeah, we. Now, now next week you get to hear us talk about Caveman Ninja. Have you uh, Have you played Joe and Mac yet? N- not not since uh, the Super Nintendo days. So no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I will. <laughs> it took me about fifty six minutes to finish it, so it shouldn't be much longer than that for you. Excellent if at all. <laughs> so look forward to that next week. Um, I guess they're doing a remaster of Joe and Mac because of course they are, but. I, after, I'm sure it will well, be on the Switch. <laughs> we'll, yeah, I'm sure it will. We will. Uh, I'll save my. I'll save my opinions of it until uh, we actually get there. Hey, at this point, I might actually have time to play it through again just to just to confirm. Wow, wow that's dedication. I probably won't. <laughs> I would suggest you use that hour to play Vampire Survivor instead. 